Yeah. I don't. Yeah. We might be able to squeeze this in the just a really big episode because uh, this is going to be the last episode for like a month. Like I'm going to take a month off because I got to do some traveling in August and like I don't want to deal with this. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, I was going to leave that at the end. Get comfortable and let me take a sip of tea. Go for it. Ah, delicious. Okay. All right. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, it's a lovely August Saturday. Um, happy birthday, up top, to our former commander in chief, President Barack Obama. Uh, I'm sure my guest today would l- like that little shout out. Uh, anyway, um, I am joined today by my older brother from another mother, and by older, I, I want to stra- emphasize he is much older than me. Watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ooh, I'm, I'm starting. I'm coming out the gate. Uh, today, I'm joined by Clark Martin, or as I affectionately know him, and several other people know him as Pup. How you doing today, Pup? How you doing, John? Yeah. We'll be back finally. Yeah, I know, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I um, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. You know, uh, we both have a lot going on and stuff like that. Um, but I'm glad to have you on. You're one of my, you know, you're one of my good friends. You know, and stuff like that. And we've we've had some laughs and we've you know had a few drinks and you know it's been a good time in the past. Oh yeah, we we had drinks. We had laughs. We had bitter drag knockdown drag outs. But yeah. you know, for for and for better or for, for better or for worse, we came out the other side, and we can still hug it out at the end. And most importantly, we definitely had one of the best bro days ever. We had <laughs> rallies and guns. Oh yes, that was an epic day. Um, I have some newbies that you may want to try too. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. If I'm ever in town, like I, I, I actually that this is a this is a topic for probably maybe next year or like a later pod. Like my. My my feelings towards firearms have shifted. That's a I guess that's a tease for a later conversation. But like, I don't know if I'd be down to shoot guns anymore. But then again, like I said, that's a conversation for another day that I'd love to have with you. Maybe next year. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Anyway, um, so what's been up, man? I, I saw you bought a house, man. Yeah, uh, just recently, uh, end of May. Uh, finally got out of the apartment gig. Yeah. And uh, decided to drop down some roots. So. Now I'm not, I'm still paying, but now I'm actually paying to something that I own and I'm not just, you know, taking it and giving it to an apartment complex that doesn't care. So, yeah, it's it's, it's nice, man. Uh, uh, I'm, even two months in, I'm still excited and finding different things that are wrong that I got to fix and, you know, kind of that normal thing that comes with being a, a new homeowner. I, I saw uh, I saw our, our mutual friend and former colleague uh, Lonnie helped you out on that one, huh? Yeah, he did. He, he helped out a lot, and uh, I can if anybody listening to the pod have needs or is in the real estate uh, market right now, look up Lonnie Roussel. He will not steer you wrong. He and most importantly, he's a he's a stand up guy. I didn't get to work with him often back at the store that shall not be named, but every time every time I did work with him. 
Great guy. Great guy. Great family man. Great guy. Can't recommend him enough. I can't either. And I tell you what, he he got a team over there at his realty company, and dude, they're they're top notch. They really are. Uh, so you are you still in the same kind of neck of the woods, like that kind of like I guess West is it? Guess it's West Baton Rouge. Is that West? I don't well, fucking I was, know. I was technically East Baton Rouge. I was closer to Prairieville. Oh yeah, that is east. My bad. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I, I totally just screwed up my left and right and my east and west right there. See, I meant Come east. On, man. I know, man. Right. That's basic. I know. I know. I'm. I'm not. My brain isn't here today. But uh, so you're you're still in the East Baton Rouge area. Uh no, actually, I moved. I actually moved back to Gramercy. So I'm. I'm oh back shit. At Homestead. Way back in the OG spot, huh? Oh yeah, back in the OG, man. I wanted to. I wanted to get a little closer to family. That way. Uh, yeah. Spend a little more time with the nieces and nephews, and I feel you on that one, you know, man. The, they they do so much and they're so active, and being that far away, you know, I really couldn't go participate in a lot of the activities and stuff like that. Man. And being a lot closer, you know, I'm able to do that now, and yeah. that, that was the main focus. You're guilting me right now because I got a niece coming uh, in January, and that's one of my big like I I never want to live in Louisiana ever again. Uh, no, no disrespect to anyone who currently resides there, but it's just a personal thing. I never want to live there ever again. But one of the things I'm, I'm lamenting is the fact that like, I'm going to have like, I have, you know, Emmy, you know, Ben and Morgan's kid, who's a niece to me. And now I'm going to have my brother's kid. And I'm just like, man, I'm not going to be able to like, if I want to see them, it's going to have to be like an effort to see them and stuff like that. So I completely understand where you're coming from on that one, pup. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of what everybody was telling me. It was like, man, at least you're moving back for the right reasons. I was like, well, you know, I mean, every reason technically is a right reason. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going, if, you know, family is probably a better reason than none. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, back in, I was going to say, like, uh, all them coon asses where people, outsiders come to town and they need a fucking translator, right? <laughs> It's not too bad. It, 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 it's better than it was. I'll give you that. It's better than it was. There's a lot more outside now. Yeah. Outside people coming in. Um, Gentrification, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But the, the, the good thing is the culture's still there. Not, yeah. That's what and the food. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So speaking, so. Of, speaking of food, let me – I was texting you last night about this, bro. Uh, if you're in Austin and you're looking for a good steak restaurant, I highly recommend. Uh, I went to Three Forks last night. You know, I had a little uh, uh, not to fla- not to flaunt. I, I never want to flaunt, but I did get my annual bonus this past yesterday. Uh, nice. Yeah, it was it was pretty nice, and I had a little you know a little scratch. And like you know, I live a pretty modest life, so if I get like any if I have some disposable income and I want to go eat, I'm I'm very low key. Like I'm like I can go for some Popeyes. <laughs> but like yeah, you're lucky they still have Popeyes in Austin for real so th- this time I was like I'm gonna splurge I'm gonna treat myself I'm gonna go to a really nice steak restaurant and stuff like that and I showed you the pic of it last night last night I got there uh, that, that looked really good it, it really was did. really fucking good it was a bone-in ribeye pup like I don't need to tell you I, I already told you but I don't need to tell you how good that steak was but the thing that shocked me was this is where you know a restaurant is nice the bread was amazing. Like the the complimentary bread they give you was amazing. And dude, I had it with uh, some seasoned vegetables. It basically just turned out to be seasoned broccoli. Bro, I'm not the biggest broccoli fan. I like broccoli, 
dude, this broccoli was amazing. Like, I was like, I could just eat this broccoli. It is so good. That's how good this restaurant was last night, man. Nice. That's a good, that is a good indicator of a good, a good place is if they take the time for the bread and the sides. If the bread and sides are going to be good, you know, they're going to take their time and do the main stuff right. Yeah. And I also splurged because the guy, my, my server, he was, he, he was a little, he was a little, uh, silver tongue devil, man. He was like, you looking for any dessert? I'm like, you know, I really can't eat a lot of dessert, man. You know, I, I can't eat dairy products and stuff like that. I got very casual with this dude. And so I was like, he goes, well, just let me, let me, let me run these by you. See if there's anything that grabs you or anything like that. I'm like, all right, cool. And he, he mentioned creme brulee. I was like, sold. And I'm like, <laughs> cause I was like, I really can't eat that kind of stuff. But I was like, you know what, man, I'm already going in. I might as well go all the way in. And if you're going to take the dive, you might as well fall flat, you know? And other than doing this today with you, I don't have any plans. So, like, if I did get sick, and right now I'm feeling fine, if I were to get sick, I don't really – I'm not missing out on anything. So, uh, <laughs> But I got to tell you, man, it kind of left me – Um, it kind of the, – the creme brulee left me underwhelmed because it was like um, – it was it was great creme brulee, but I think he said that there was a little cognac or Grand Marnier uh, infusion into it, and I was like, it kind of put it off. I mean, okay, first off, it wasn't bad. I still ate the entire thing, so like, I'm not saying that it was like repulsive. I'm just saying I was like, hmm, that's an interesting. It didn't really, I guess, mesh well for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, might not. Some people, you know. I'm not a big Crumble really fan either, so oh. I mean, I, I probably it probably wouldn't have piqued my interest to even try it. That is my single favorite dessert. That's why I got it because I was like, you know what? I wouldn't get any of these other desserts, but I'm gonna get that one because that is my. I think that's one of our questions on the questionnaire. Is uh, is that? Yeah, it's one of my questions at the questionnaire. So I'll get yours later, but mine hands down Crumble. I'll take okay. it anytime. I'll, I'll, save, I'll save it for the questionnaire then <laughs> yeah. before we get into it. Okay, so we're doing – so I hit you up about this episode uh, earlier in the week, and it came to me – this is kind of a new, I guess, experimental topic, I guess, or theme or whatever, like the gist of this episode. Uh, I don't know why it came to me, but it did. Um, so I was thinking about, you know – What's something new I can try? I need to try new things with uh, as far as the pod goes. So I thought about it's 2018. And for whatever reason, this phrase just popped in my head, 10, 20, 30. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do an episode on the year 2008 in respect to the kind of night and kind of where we are now. And then 1998, 20 years ago, and then wrapping it up with uh, – 1988 like wouldn't that be it's just i was like man that'd be a great conversation and honestly pup you're probably the first person that came to my mind was like i don't really know anyone else who would want to talk about those things (laughs) (laughs) well i can i can tell you now i'm not sure how much i'll remember you know personal memories and everything from 1988 because granted i was only six yeah so there's not much you know that i remember besides Playing outside, you know, and eating dirt. You know, other than that, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll, we'll go through it, though. You, you, okay, for the record, you were alive all three of these years. Looking back, I'm sure you did a lot of, first off, let me give you props. You did a lot of uh, research when I asked for your help with the research, and you did it on, you did a lot of it for your own. I really appreciate that, man. Looking back, I mean, a lot of stuff you were like, oh, yeah, that happened, and oh, yeah, that happened. Like, I did research on my own. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I did. Oh, wow, yeah, that's... 
It doesn't feel like it happened 20 years ago, but I guess it technically did happen 20 years ago. Um, yeah, that's the, that's the weird thing about doing, like, this type of format. Yeah. Especially talking, when you talk, especially to people my age and, you know, probably getting into your age, when you're talking, you know, 98, 99, 2000, we still talk about it as if that was 10 years ago. Yesterday you know, or some shit, yeah. Decade. It's like the entire decade of, you know, like, 2005 to 2015 just pretty much went away and did not happen. We're talking about it in yeah. context. Or we're like so in a bridge. Or they were like a bridged years or something like that. They all kind of blend together and stuff like that. Exactly. But, exactly. but yeah, man. So, uh, so just to reiterate, we're gonna talk about uh, 2008 first, and then we're gonna. I'm gonna lead the kind of the. We're both. That's gonna be a kind of a co-op, and then I'm gonna kind of lead the way with 198 with 1998. And then you're going to wrap up with 1988 and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, let's get into it. You ready? Let's rock. So I guess this is a good jumping off point for 2008, if I may. Uh, for each of the three years, I did the cost of gas. Like I was like – because that's, that's a good way of people thinking about like, oh, yeah, I remember a time where gas was like 50 cents or something like that. But uh, so for – just for – so I was going to do like, okay, what was the cost of regular gas, a gallon of gas in each of these years? And it was – I think in 2008, this was a great jumping off point because the cost of gas was on average across the United States was 325 But it also like we were in the middle of a gas crisis in 2008. Like we – like from what – they were like gas got over $4 a gallon. And I remember because that's like – because I remember when I first got a car – gas was insanely expensive and then kind of a few years ago it got down to like 125 i'm like what the fuck is this like what i thought gas was supposed to keep going up and now it's kind of going down but yeah man you remember when gas was fucking ridiculous like i mean it's it's not it's not necessarily the cheapest thing in the world now it's 250 where i live but like yeah, yeah it's, it's still around 250 here but um yeah and, and, and not, so, not so much it was like really a gas crisis it, it was the, the price of oil yeah 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 it, you know, there was a lot of lot of issues going on in the Middle East. Though, uh, the with the Strait of Hormuz, they were blocking a lot of ships and stuff like that. So every time, you know, the the whole oil market went nuts because they couldn't get ships through to be able to get it to the refineries from the Middle East. Yes. So because of that, every drop that did happen to make it through, the price shot through the roof. Yeah. Oil that year went up to $147 a barrel. Jesus Christ. And right now it's hovering right about $50 a barrel, which is, you know, kind of kind of what, what they expect and, you know, to be about normal, between 50 and 65 So, but yeah, they, they jumped up all the way to $147 a barrel. That's insane. I just, I just remember, like, like, I always joked about it, like, are we going to turn into, like, Mad Max here where we're, like, killing each other and, like, running cars off the road and then, like, sucking the gas out of their, like, destroyed vehicles to, like, survive here? Because I just remember it was, like... And mind you, at this time, I was, like, a high schooler, uh, you know, just doing my thing, and, like, I had to pay for gas, and gas was fucking expensive, and I'm, like, that's just... I was, like, man, we're going to have to start carpooling or some shit around here, man. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was bad, but like I said, on top of that, then they started with new fuel regulations, and yeah. you know, people started coming down on SUVs as being gas guzzlers. Yeah, and stuff like that, 
you know, sort of H two Hummers and oh, God, you know, Hummer. expeditions and stuff like that. All of the you know the big SUVs. You know, people kind of started getting away from those. Yeah, and you see so, like because it was so you know oil was so high and gas was so high. Yeah, and you see like this. Uh, it kind of I don't I I didn't have I don't have it written down where the first hybrids came in, but that was like. That was kind of like the start of like, okay, we need to invest in hybrid technology because this is ridiculous and shit like that. Um, and now here we have like fully electric cars. Well, they do have some fully electric. So oh yeah, they do have a lot of hybrids. I mean, Tesla's fully, fully electric. Oh yeah, that, I guess that is right. Yeah, that one's fully electric. I think Nissan has one. Uh, it's a little bitty car. I mean, it's about the size of a tennis ball, but mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like a tennis ball to be honest. But yeah, yeah it's it's a straight plug-in. Um, but so. You know, that did kind of push, you know, into that green space where everybody was kind of looking at the, the hybrid and electrical technology. Yeah. So that, that was a good jumping up. I mean, it, not I wouldn't say good, but it's, you know, it was a forced yeah. push into that realm. Yeah, and they, the, the old saying is necessity is the mother of innovation. Eventually, do you think, of, do, you, do you foresee a day where we don't, where we get rid of, uh, I guess, uh, gasoline-based combustion engine and stuff like that? Do you think there's a day where we go full electric? Um, not until we absolutely have to. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, not not just for the mere, mere fact of we're going to run... At some point, the Earth is going to run out of oil. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But even after that fact, you know, they're still going to be able to probably do it synthetically. Yeah. To be able to create fuel and stuff like that. But... Until the cost of a lot of those things go down, then it's really not going to be plausible. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you look at a Tesla, I mean, it's a really nice car. Yeah. You know, the design of it is really nice. You know, I, I like them. I've seen them on the road here around Louisiana. Um, There's a lot in Austin. There's a lot yeah, of them seen, in Austin. I saw a lot in Austin last week when I was up there, too. Yeah. In fact, I almost got sideswiped by one. Whew. But, um, but yeah, it, it, until the cost comes down, because those Teslas run between sixty and eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, and the higher ends are like up to and like the higher ends are up over a hundred. Kind of out of the reach of the you know the the lower income families and just the regular you know working yeah. class people. You know the ones that you're looking at a you know maybe a twenty thousand dollar car is kind of you know the, the most they can spend. You know, and just it, that that until that comes down, then I think it's probably kind of going to be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But the more the more they innovate and the more technology comes out, the, and the more that it starts catching on, that's gonna that's gonna drive the cost down because everything's gonna become cheaper. Yeah. So it it may it may take twenty five years. It may take fifty years. But it it might it probably will happen at least sometime in our lifetime where those will actually be accessible. Well, God willing. Uh, moving on. Uh, personally, 2008 was a big year for me because that was my – that's when I graduated high school. I actually – I got – it's funny. We did this episode this morning. I actually got a post on the – I joined the high school reunion group, like the Facebook group page. And I got a notification like, oh, here's a date. We're set. We're set the, it's on the 29th. I'm not going to be able to go because – I'm going to be, I have to come back to Austin, like, after Christmas. Like, I can't stay till after New Year's because I work in the wonderful world of accounting. And the end of a month, end of a quarter, end of a year is kind of a big deal. That was, that was big for me. But it was also, I think, the biggest, from my research, and I'm sure the research you gave me showed this too, the big, the big, big thing about 2008 
was that it was an election year. Like, I mean, <laughs> it kind of feels like a bygone era considering the the election year we had in 2016. But looking back at that election, what do you what stands out the most to you? Well, considering I'm on the other side of the aisle from yeah, here, yeah, that they, uh, which I mean, you were probably excited as hell for that election. And uh, very much so. That, there was the, the what? Well, it was also the first election I got to vote in. Like I turned 18 in January, so I could vote in this election. So I was very excited about that as well. So yeah, and that that, that election, I mean, I was I was not excited about <laughs> who the, you know who the Republicans put up. I mean, John McCain. I mean, granted, he's a war hero, everything like that. But the dude is just a horrible, horrible candidate. Um. Really, no matter which way you slice it. So you so, don't think it was the? Do you think he was if he had chosen someone else as his running you know, mate? He'd have bombed out worse if he'd have chose somebody else. Really? The only reason I think that people were even remotely close to voted for him was because of Palin. Palin was the energy in that that whole campaign. Yeah. He dude. He was. He was a freaking wet cloth on the in the corner of the room. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's. He's just a who's a horrible candidate, and but I mean, of all that being said, I really don't think they could have threw anybody at Obama to beat him. Well, not do you really think it was? Not. Do you think it was Obama, or do you think it was the fact that we were coming off of eight years of Bush? Like people were kind of down on the GOP at that time. I recall uh, a little bit, but I mean, historically, whenever you do have an outgoing. And I'm going president after two terms. Yeah, a lot of times, I think it's it's over sixty percent of the time. It's a great majority. Yeah, it's a it, it's a it's a it's more of a, it's more of a more than half is it's going to flip. Yeah, definitely. A lot of times, just cause, just because it's stale. Yeah, just you know? and and the incumbent when like a first term president is seeking reelection, uh, statistically speaking. It's the it's the norm for them to win re-election. Like you just you have certain advantages, like when you're an incumbent, and you have certain advantages when you're the other party coming off of eight years of an incumbent. So it's like you gotta. Th- that's how it's kind of how this pendulum kind of swings. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of built in. So, yeah. so you know, between that and then you know him being a horrible candidate and. You know, I think that kind of snowballed everything. So I really don't think that they could have threw anything at Obama to, to stop him from being uh, from being yeah. elected. Yeah. That, that, that was not my choice. And I tell you now, I didn't vote for McCain either. So Yeah. <laughs> but because I, I just I didn't like either one of them, to be honest. But you see a lot of uh, – it's funny you mentioned Sarah Palin because I'm not going to turn this into a uh, – Bashing of our current president, but it's really funny, like, it seems like she kind of was, like, the proto-Trump. Like, she kind of, like, she kind of touched on something that kind of, in my opinion, it, Mitt Romney didn't really touch on in 2012, but kind of Trump really touched on this character, this cult of personality, like, as a candidate and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that fair to say? Uh, I, would, I would say that's kind of true but on the, the other hand i mean we've kind of had we trump's been in the public eye for what 30 years oh yeah at, at least at least at least 30 years and when has it when has he not been 
a brazen ass. But, the but, entire time, you know. But maybe, but, that, but I guess the point I was making. But that my point was that it just kind of showed this early sign that that could work. Like it got, it gave the McCain campaign some momentum, and it gave some 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 energy, and people were paying attention to it because of it. So it, like you said, it gave it more strength than it would have had without without her. So maybe that was the GOP. Maybe that was Donald Trump, like realizing. Hey, if I want to win, pre- if I want to become president, if I want to get an edge, maybe this is something I could. This is a way to do it. You just need to go farther and double down on it. Is what I was. Is what I'm getting at. That's possible, but on the other hand, like I said, with, with her, I think her biggest thing was she hit on things that you know all of the that hit the cent- the the breadbasket of the country. Yeah, you know, she she hit on topics for the farmers, for the working class. Stuff like that, something that everybody was doing. Uh, the Democrats were mostly, you know, focusing on women and the minorities, which they, you know, Democrats normal that's normally their go-to. Yeah, and that's not, you know, that's their strategy. That's fine, but she was going to working-class America, and that that's why I think she had a lot more energy, and that's why Trump has so much uh, so much backing because he went he went straight to the people. He's not going through the regular media. If he wants to tell tell something to the people, he's just gonna put it on Twitter. He's got so many he's got so many people following him that he doesn't even need the media. And that's why the media is so pissed off at him all the time is because the, he really doesn't need them. And you know he and they're gonna take his words out of context anyway. So oh why no, are you no, nope, 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 nope. We're not going there. We're not going there. We're not doing this. We're not turning this into a Trump podcast. We're not doing this because I'm about to. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a defender of the man. I didn't vote for him. I'll, I'll tell you now, I did not vote for him. But, you know, I mean, I just, I, I'm telling you what I see. All I'll say is, he's mad at him because he's mad at the mainstream media because they call him out on his lies, his blatant lies. Like, it's like, he can, the reason he can go, he goes to the people and not to the media is it's an avenue for him to lie. But, we're going to talk, moving on, moving on, alright? We're not doing this. Yeah, but let's get away from politics because this is where me and you decide. Well, well, no, I was I was just gonna touch on, you know, I hate to I hate to talk about Barack, like I mean, because you just said let's move away from politics, but it's really funny, like to me at least, I feel like 2016 was kind of like a sequel to 2008. Let me just put it this way: I feel like so Barack wins, and then in reaction to that along with the Great Recession, because that's another big thing that happened in 2008. It's affected my adult life. Out of those two things, I feel like you had two major events in the meantime between 2008 and 2018. You had the Tea Party take off, which was a big, I think, I mean, you don't see it anymore, but I think the people who kind of are supporting the current GOP are the Tea Party, and I feel like the Tea Party kind of infused itself in the GOP, and then it became more ingrained. And you also had this Occupy Wall Street where we're condemning the rich. I th- what I'm trying to say is I think 2008 was the start of this great divide. Does that make sense? Like I think like this is where they were. It started off this 
this maybe it was always there, but I put it. I feel like it put it out on the forefront that there are two Ameri- there are two Americas going on right now. Like there is like there is one side and there's the other, and it's it's very fascinating looking back at like 2016 and looking at now. Like I think that 2008. This is why we're here. Like this is where we are right now. Where we are in 2016. I think 2008 was it. I really believe that. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously that's an oversimplification because we're history the history of humanity is a continuum there's all shit that happened in fucking fucking like 1808 or 1908 or something like that so it's all connected but what i'm saying is it's really fascinating to look back at that election and look back at that year as far as like you know brock winning we're coming off eight years of bush we have a great recession we have this this and this we had sarah palin and it's just very interesting in my opinion that I feel like there's a lot of connections. Like this is like 2000, 2016 and you know where we are now. It's all been a giant sequel to this. Like it's like, if I may uh, editorialize here, it's like 2008 was fucking A New Hope and 2016 and where we are now is fucking Empire Striking Back is what I'm saying. Uh, but you know, that's just my opinion. You know, on this side of the aisle, I'm saying I'm not trying to, you know, I love you pup. I love you. I'm not trying to, like, throw some jabs at you or anything like that, man. That's just my opinion, all right? Well, I don't take offense. Yeah. But, we still get along. But, yeah, we, uh, but let's, yeah, let's move away from politics. Uh, you know, I did, I don't know if you're aware, I recently did an episode with my brother on the 10th year anniversary of The Dark Knight, and four movies came out in 2008 that I was like, I think all in one summer, which is crazy to me. Like, we had Iron Man come out in May. We had... I think Wally came out in June, and then we had like The Dark Knight come out in two, in July. Can you believe that? What a summer, man! That that is a good summer for movies. But yeah. that, that lot, a lot of really good movies came out that year. Uh, and and a couple and a bunch of bombs, to be honest. But I should say they had popular movies that spawned franchises. Yeah, and and. For the record, Step Brothers also came out in 2008. It came out July 2008. So that was what a summer! Like I, first off, first time I ever saw uh, Step Brothers, I hated it because I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But like, literally, it's one of those movies where I was like, I watched it in a theater, was like, "That was stupid," and then I like rented it later, or it came on somewhere, and I watched it. And I was like, "This movie's fucking hilarious!" Like, what a great fucking movie! It's so stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, it's. Anything with Will Ferrell in it is not going to be exactly, you know, a high class. Yeah, so. yeah, he uh, he tried he's tried a few movies where it was like I'm going to do highbrow shit and like be dramatic and stuff like that, and eh, more or less success. But like his 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 bread and butter is like doing stupid shit like that and like Talladega Nights and shit like that and Anchorman and shit. So uh, yeah, I mean, you had a list right of uh, of movies that came out that year. Yep. I you know I I love The Dark Knight. I real that's probably the best movie that came out that year. But I also have a soft spot for Wally. It's my favorite Disney movie, man. Like I, like of all time, like of all Disney movies, Wally is my favorite. Did you have a from the list that you had? Did you see any movies that was probably your favorite movie of that year? Uh, probably of that year, uh, Dark Knight was probably the top. Yeah, but um, you know, Iron Man was also really good. Um. Yeah, um, man. Um, it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but Wanted with Angelina Jolie. Oh, was, yeah. 
that one came out that uh, in 2008 also. So yeah. that one was you know kind of kind of a guilty pleasure movie. Um, yeah. And uh, for forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh that one, yeah. That one came out that year too. That was another dude. Paul Rudd was so fucking funny in that movie, dude. Yes, he was. <laughs> dude, that, that surfer dude. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's also funny you mentioned Iron Man. Like considering, like l- like last night I was at a bar, and I was just watching like the dupe, like the bar had on Infinity War. Infinity War just came out on like digital, and it's really funny. Look at Iron Man came out May uh, two thousand eight, and what we just had this year with Infinity War. It's like we've had like nineteen or with Ant Man uh, and the Wasp twenty films. In like the span of a little over ten years, and that's that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like we that is, that is a very busy schedule for for Marvel. Yeah, um, dude. <laughs> we 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 have a new like. I mean, I think Star Wars, for better or for worse, is like the is still like the premier uh, film franchise. But Marvel's kind of. I mean, uh, there's an argument that could be said. Marvel's taken over. It's like the primo top dog, and where and it's just built over these last fucking 10 years dude it's just nuts it's just nuts yeah well um i could i thought i saw somewhere that their total for the mcu um mcu uh movies their total gross was like 131 billion jesus over the last 10 years yeah uh let me that is nuts uh, let me let me look at that mcu film don't quote me on it because i'm the stat may be wrong but well, I can look I, I, it up. I read that somewhere. Oh no, it's not that high. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. No, it's uh. Oh wait. Okay, yeah, it looks like it's not. It's not that high, but it is fucking seventeen billion dollars. Like it's. I mean, that's like you were kind of over the top with it, but that's still a fuck still ton a of money. money. And when you think about like that's a lot of zeros at the end of that man, they, a lot of promise. And you think about it all. I think Marvel was purchased for like marvel was bought by disney for like god how much was that and marvel and disney only spent four billion on them that's it that's all they did they spent four billion so they, on them. they've already made their investment over four times oh yeah and we have a whole other fucking slate of movies for like the next five to ten years so it's like yeah they they came out ahead on that one <laughs> yeah. that they did. you ready to move on to 1998 let me tell you about the exciting year of 1998 yeah, might as well. That was my uh, sophomore year in high school. Oh man, young pup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go back to 1998. So I'm gonna kind of spearhead this one, and then you're gonna kind of direct 1988. Uh, for the record, cost of gas for uh, cost of a gallon of regular gas, one dollar and six cent. Much better than it is now. I think about that now. Like my my tank on my little 2011 Honda is like I think 11 and a half gallons, maybe just 11. I can't I can't remember. I don't know exactly. I've never I've never ever actually run completely out of gas, so I don't know how much of my tank is. I sure I could probably look it up, but uh, like could you imagine? I couldn't imagine spending like 11 dollars on gas. That's what a time. <laughs> yeah. So that that was actually because. In high school, at that point, I had just a little single cab pickup truck. Yeah, and it would cost fifteen bucks to fill it up. That's insane. Because it was a sixteen-gallon tank on it. That's nuts, man. Yeah, and that definitely 
paid for riding around whenever we had nothing else better to do. Yeah. Gas was not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't really it's it's politics related, but it's not necessarily about like uh the uh, kind of like a partisan topic here. Uh, but the big thing I saw from 1998 was the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Um, Bill Clinton in 1998 got basically busted for lying. Under He got impeached. Like This led to his impeachment and stuff like that. So basically what he did, for anyone not listening, for any kids listening, which I don't really know why kids would be listening to this. But anyway, so basically he, he had an extramarital relationship with uh, a young intern, Monica Lewinsky. She was 21 at the time. I think he was at least 40-something. President of the United States, leader of the free world, most powerful man on the planet, arguably, and he lied about it. And uh, pub, I was I was a young I was a young whippersnapper back in the day. Like I was only eight years old, but I was aware of this. Like I didn't know the intricacies. Like I didn't know like what the hell's a blowjob. Like it's like I don't know what that is at eight <laughs> years old. Uh, but like looking back now as an adult, like. I, I I know you you're not like you're not gonna be upset if I bash Bill Clinton, but Bill Clinton's kind of a horrible human being as far as like in the long laundry list of like like extramarital affairs that he's had, like he's done some pretty reprehensible stuff, and it's it's kind of like the my impression of it when it was going on was you know SNL had a lot of fun with this topic and the press had a lot of like was like up the ass of this topic. But kind of looking back now, it's kind of a fucking tragedy. Like I, I feel, I feel bad for Monica Lewinsky. Like it's like he is still because he's he was the president. He's still kind of like applauded for you know a lot of the stuff that went on in his administration and stuff like that. Apparently, a lot of good things. I don't know. It's up for debate. Uh, but it was funny and cute. And but in retrospect, man, it's awful. Like this poor twenty-one-year-old girl. Look, man, pup, you've known 21-year-old girls. I've known 21-year-old girls. There are some bright ones. Not many. And, like, she kind of, like, she kind of got, like, roped into this. I mean, she was an adult, so obviously it was voluntary. She she consented to this. She was a consenting adult. But, I mean, she's only, dude, she was only 21. And he, I'm not, like I said, she's an, she was an adult, pup. But, like... Come on, man. Like, what? And this she, poor girl's life was ruined for, like, 20 years after this. Like, it's like, what the fuck, dude? No, it's more than that. You, uh, bring up the name Monica Lewinsky now. It's a, it's a punchline. Her, her name still has negative connotations to it. Because, uh, granted, like, like you said, she was an adult. She made her own decisions. But, she was only on the other hand, to protect Clinton at the time... Dude, they ran her through the mud. Yeah. I mean, and not just her. It was Paula Jones, Linda Tripp, all of these ladies from the White House that uh, Clinton either touched or happened to go after or whatever. You know, so he was a horn dog, and uh, still is apparently. But, you know, all of these women that came forward and said anything, they ran every single one of them. I mean, through the ringer, through the mud, and you can't say their names even today without negative connotation to it, saying, you know, because they, they perpetuated the, the lie. It's, just to save him, you know, from the, the embarrassment. And all he had to do, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I vaguely recall the impeachment proceedings and all that stuff, and like, 
all that and this and stuff like that. And it's kind of funny how we've kind what of like defin- what the definition of is is. Yeah, oh god. And it's just, it's really, you know what? You're gonna, I'm gonna say this, and just hear me out on it. All right. Okay. This is a great example of why I simultaneously. I'm of both minds of it. I feel bad for Hillary Clinton, and I also don't feel bad for Hillary Clinton. Like, I feel bad because it it couldn't have been healthy on, like, her family life. Like, it couldn't have been healthy, like, at all, needless to say. And I feel like because of his mistakes, she is kind of like, it's, it's her baggage too. So I feel bad for her. Like, something she didn't do. And she got run through the mud. Like, people were making fun of her. Like, oh, she's a wife. If she was satisfying him, he wouldn't need to stray, which is fucking stupid. But I feel bad for her on that that respect. But at the same time, I feel horrible. I don't feel horrible for her because, like, I, I I can't even imagine what their marriage is like. And it's not my business to speculate. But I'm fascinated by this relationship because why are you still with this dude? Like, he publicly embarrassed you and this entire country and ruined the life of a 21 year old girl like why are you still with this dude why are you affiliated with this dude and it's like it's a it's a it's an albatross around her neck too like it's it's her baggage too it's like why are you still connected with him if you love him i guess but like what what are you doing like i'm just like what are you doing hillary it's like i don't uh it's just it's so weird that like that was just a clusterfuck of a, of a of a scandal, dude. What the fuck? Yeah, it was, and like per- personally, I I do feel bad for her because you know that shouldn't happen to anybody. Yeah, and I feel bad for anybody that 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 it happens for. But she is a vengeful bitch. Yeah, and she led a lot of the yeah. The this is true. Against this, all of the girl, all This the is true. This is true. So so she she is not she is a vindictive bitch on top of everything else. So. You know, I can't feel sorry for her about that, you know. <laughs> and honestly, my conspiracy theory, this is just speculation. I'm not in, trying to impugn anyone here. But I really think the only reason she hasn't divorced Bill was because when she was decided to run for presidency, I don't think she – no, she didn't try did – I don't think she was a candidate in 2000 – or a primary candidate in 2004. But when she did try and run in 2008 and when she did try to run in like – fucking 2016 i think that we won't i mean uh, donald trump i guess is the exception but i think having a divorce on your track record is a bad is a hit like you know what i'm saying like it would have affected her campaign i really think she's that ambitious and that uh conscious of those things that that is the only reason she didn't if i had to say that's the only reason she hasn't divorced him yet well with them i mean uh, i mean if you look back Anything having to do with the Clintons, yeah, is going to be staged. Yeah, you know, image from that, conscious. From that image point on, everything is staged. Any family photos, any outings, anything like that. I mean, it is peer grouped and focus grouped. Yeah, every everything that they do is 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 you know done beforehand. So they're all about image. Yeah, that, that's their whole thing. So if that would have went against that wholesome family image that they were trying to portray. Yeah. And yeah, of course she's going to, I mean, I mean, like I say, I, I can't speculate either on, on how everything goes over there, but I highly doubt that they sleep in the same bed anymore. I, or in, in many a year. It's, 
It's very. You know, I, it's, I really, I really doubt it. Yeah. But, you know, that, like I said, that that's their business. They can do what they want to, but yeah, yeah I, I kind of highly doubt it just for the mere fact of yeah. I mean, he's a sleaze ball, and you know, why would you want to? Yeah, it's <laughs> you know? it's it's just funny. You can say, just say the phrase. The Clintons to like a room full of just mixed company, and this is what this kind of thing is what they think about like this, like this kind of behavior. Like it's like that's why people don't fuck with them like that. Like people, some people love Bill Clinton, some people love Hillary. I'm not particularly one of them, uh, but this is what they think about. Um, okay, let's let's move on. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, there's also Google was founded in 1998. Uh, which is, I mean, I remember Google, but I also remember back in the day, like, fucking Ask, Ask Jeeves. Like, what what are, what are the other ones, man? There were a bunch of other ones, right? Like, back in the early uh, internet. They had, they had Hotbot, they had Ask, Ask Jeeves, they had uh, Yahoo. Yeah, oh, Yahoo, of course, yeah. yeah. Yahoo, was king, Yahoo was king in at that point. Um, so, and they, they took a massive slide. You, but, uh, you're, you're familiar, you are in the computer industry i guess is the word is the way to put it uh google founded in 1998 and it's kind of a superpower at this point like did you what do you think led to that if you had to say uh i think it was just because of their search the the way they set up search okay they tried to do they, they wanted to do one thing and do it well and they did um and actually, whenever they were founded, they were founded for money from IBM. Yeah. Uh, the owner of IBM and the owner of Amazon at the time put up money to get them started. Yeah. So, but yeah, they, they wanted to do one thing, and that was internet search, and they built an algorithm that did it better than anybody. And, I mean, like I said, they did one thing, and they did it well. And they just were able to branch off from that. And, you know, they kind of saw, even with the, and that was actually coming off of the, the tech boom. Yeah, they survived the bubble. They survived the bubble busting. Yeah, they survived the bubble because, and I mean, I may be getting in the weeds a little bit, but whenever you have a bubble like that burst, especially, you know, stock market and stuff like that, the whole, you may have entities that, that fail, you will have entities that fail in you know in a bubble like that but the basis for what they do will always remain the internet was that basis so once all of these you know companies that went bust which a lot of them i mean it was hp it was ibm it was you know oracle it was these big companies yeah that 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 crashed i mean ibm shares lost like 75 to 80 percent of their value yeah you know so you're going from a hundred dollars a share in stock to down to you know 10 12 bucks you know people go freak out which they did but you know with the internet being in place and starting starting to to come online in a lot more places and being so prevalent the internet that that basis let them since they they were kind of they got into it really early especially you know going in just doing search yes yeah. you know they saw that early and they were able to get in there and survive it and not only survive it but thrive in it yeah i mean it's it's like you don't say 
hold on, let me, I mean, I guess some people say, hold on, let me search the internet. Like, people say, let me Google that. Like, that is what they are. They are a fucking verb now. Like, that is... Yeah, and, and just like, you don't, nobody says, hey, I need to blow my nose, give me a tissue. They say, give me a Kleenex. Yeah. Whenever you, when your brand name is synonymous with the action you do, yeah. you know you made it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh... Hopping on to the next thing that stuck out to me in 1998 was, and I was very aware of this. Like, I was very aware. I mean, I was a perfect age for this. I was eight years old. We had the home run chase, like, the summer the summer of baseball. Like, we had Sammy Sosa and fucking Mark McGuire chasing 61, man. Like, yep. and, you know, as a kid, I mean, I wasn't aware of the fact that, yeah, I mean, these dudes were obviously on something. Fucking everybody in baseball was fucking on something right then. Pretty much, yeah. But it was an exciting summer, and it was very, it was, it was pretty incredible. You could say that it was a peak that baseball reached, and really has never bounced back from. Because like, it was like after this, you know, the whole PED scandal kind of busted wide open, and I mean, I think baseball has made some ground back, but it's like. It ever, I, what I guess is, do you think it's the downfall of modern baseball? I don't think it was necessarily the downfall of baseball. I just think that during that race, and I mean, you could tell Juicing. I mean, everybody knew it. They just didn't test them until after the fact. Yeah. That gave a lot more people a reason to watch baseball. Yeah. Who normally, who normally wouldn't. Yeah. You know, so it kind of artificially inflated the numbers a little yeah. bit. And going through, you know, I mean, it, it, it's like going to NASCAR just to watch them wreck, you know? Yeah. You know there's going to be a wreck somewhere on the line. You know there's going to be something that happens. But you're going to watch it just to see. Yeah, just, just like uh, fighting it, hockey or something like that. you know? Yeah. And, yeah, that, that, I think that, that was a lot of it because, I mean, they had people that – had never watched a baseball game in there and at all, you know, started following it and it was all over the media everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, the news was talking about it that every time one of them hit a home run and came back, oh, didn't, you know, Sosa hit another one, he's on 58 or whatever. You know, and then uh, I said, Mark McGuire's got to catch up and, you know, all of this, so. Yeah, it was, it was primetime I mean, news, man. It really and truly was everywhere. I mean, it got, it got really pervasive as far as where it went. Uh, um, but would you say? I mean, you are a baseball. I know you're a baseball fan. I don't think you're. I don't think you're a MLB fans per se. But you do love the sport. Uh, I like the sport. And I, I do follow the Cubs. So. Yeah. Uh, it's it, just looking back, like it's like that shit was nuts. But it's like, and yeah, I was like I said, I was a perfect age. I remember being a big like. I was like, yeah, Mark McGuire. Mark. Actually, I was a Ken Griffey fan because I love me some Ken Griffey Jr. But. Uh, but it's just really interesting how it – I mean, the, the NFL wasn't the NFL we have now in the early 90s, mid-90s, late 90s. I mean, it was kind of a big deal, but, like, this kind of put baseball over the top, and it felt, in my non-expert opinion, it felt like with the PED scandal and baseball taking a hit, it felt like this created a vacuum for the NFL – and the NBA, because I mean, we had the Jordan Bulls in the '90s as well. But like, it felt like it was it created a vacuum for NFL, especially NFL, and also the NBA to just kind of like fill, like to fill that void and stuff like that. To where they are 
the two top dogs now, and baseball's kind of it's kind of it's in third, but it's not like a close third. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, there's I mean going through if you look at MLB history, I mean there's really not a whole lot of scandals in there, and I mean it, it kind of had steady growth pretty much. You know, through, yeah, they were pretty consistent. The American thing. pastime, yeah, really, yeah, it's the American pastime. You know, the the biggest the biggest scandal that they'd had before that was. Well, besides Tommy Lasorda losing his shit, you know, and getting fired, was Pete Rose. Yeah, it was Pete Rose, I was you know, about to say. Pete Rose, and, I mean, that's still kind of a taboo subject to this day, you know, with, with all of that. So, yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, that, really there haven't been a whole lot of scandals surrounding Major League Baseball, which is, you know, kind of unheard of, to be honest, because, I mean, you look at... Uh, Look at the NFL. I mean, they'll they'll have somebody suspended for you know yeah eat drugs one week. They'll have somebody else go in a nightclub and shoot himself in the leg. Uh, you know, one week, and this one's hitting his wife in an elevator, and you know, it's just all. I mean, just stuff. Well, well, baseball has been around for over a hundred years, and they. I think the problem is they weren't uh, as popular. Their heyday was not during the social media, you know, internet era. Is what I'm saying is like. A lot more yeah, eyes whenever, are on the NFL stuff, and NBA. Out, yeah, stuff gets out now. I mean, it's around the world in yeah. record time. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, they, they, I'm sure that there was stuff that happened that we just, you know, got it, things got lost in the weeds and, yeah. you know, nobody really talks about. Was, but this was huge. I mean, this the PED scandal went to Congress and shit like that. Like yeah, that, that went to Congress and uh, uh, Jose Canseco. Yeah. actually testified in Congress. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Jose Canseco. Oh yeah, in the late in the kind of mid late eighties when he first got going, and when he testified uh, in front of Congress, he went from looking like you know a Ken doll stick figure to looking somewhat like a silverback gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, the dude was just jacked. Huge. The dude was jacked. I don't know how the fleas on his jacket didn't burst every time he moved his arm yeah i mean the dude i mean and i mean you could you could you really couldn't see it with sammy sosa yeah and Mar- so much and, yeah so much but mark mcguire he did i mean same thing oh yeah you look at if you look you looked at him you know six years before the home run race yeah it was a twig you saw like if you looked at oakland athletics mark mcguire and then you look at like 1998 mark mcguire st louis cardinals mark mcguire that's Look, man, I, I'm not a body expert. I'm not a fucking physical trainer or anything like that. But like, I don't think anyone could just put on muscle like that and like, and be able to do that with a ball it's, or do that with a bat. I guess yeah. it's just yeah. His forearm went, you know, his forearm was probably about the size of my leg, and I mean that was insane. Yeah. Uh, just a few quick things. We're gonna talk about. Uh, I gotta give a special shout out because as a kid, like. Like the WB, like the old Rest in Peace, you know, WB Network and stuff like that. Like there were two big shows on at the time, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I loved, although it scared me like a lot when I was like eight years old. I'm not too afraid to admit, but my big shout out, my big shout out is Dawson's Creek. I know I'm gonna get shit for oh, this, God. but I love that fucking show, and I'm not gonna lie, I rewatched some episodes. Like I was, it's on Hulu, right? And I rewatched some episodes. Like, eight years old, you don't know shit about shit. So you think, you're like, wow, this show is so incredible. But as a 28-year-old who's lived through high school and lived through college and has a little bit of life experience, it is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it is so... 
insanely ridiculous. I'm like, these 16-year-olds, 17, 16 and 17 on the show, really like 23, 24 in real life, right? Yeah, They're like, like I don't have my life figured out. I, The girl I love doesn't love me back. It's like, oh my god, the melodrama. I just had to get, I gotta give a shout out to that show. I love that show. But god, oh, it's so over the top. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even, uh, even Saved by the Bell. Oh, when god. Even, um, when that show came out, um, the youngest person on there was actually Screech. Yeah. I think he was like 14 when they started. All the yeah. rest of them were like 17, 18, you yeah. know, when they started. Uh, and they were all playing, all playing high schoolers, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the, the age difference thing happens a lot. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief and then, you know, the the gorgeous wavy locks of Mark, uh, Mark Paul Gosler's hair, you know? <laughs> and James Vanderbeek, for the record. But I was I was always more of a Pacey fan. But, uh, ooh, that um, uh, I still have a crush on uh, old uh, Katie Holmes. Man, she is... Girl, like, like I, would, I just remember being like a really young kid. Like, man, she is just, inc- she was just gorgeous, man. She's still gorgeous to this day. She's aged very nicely, but like, she was just, I was just like, like the, you know, the emoji with the, the heart eyes. Like that was me at eight years old. That was you, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to movies because we got a lot to cover. Um, a few movies came out uh, that I really loved. Godzilla. Even though, as a as a Godzilla fan, I, I grew up on the old, you know, Toho movies and movies and stuff like that. And that was the Matthew Broderick version. Oh uh, right? yeah, it was uh, okay. So so that came out in '98, and then Armageddon also came out in '98. And as an adult, I know they're terrible films, but those were like two movies I had on VHS. That's a throwback VHS uh, that I had. That I just watched over and over again. I love those movies. Hell, I, I'll be. I'll put this out on Front Street. Armageddon, first movie to ever make me cry. I'm gonna be honest. Like Bruce Willis at the end, teared me up, man. I, it got me. It got me right in the feels. Yeah, uh, I, I admit it did me too. But uh, so, for, just for the, the the younger crowd out there, yes, we actually had movies back then. <laughs> And they were on these things called tapes. You had a VCR. Not, not DVDs. And they had this big, humongous thing that we stuck them in, and it was called a VCR. And sometimes we would go to this place called and it Blockbuster. Was not HD. <laughs> <laughs> We'd go to this place called Blockbuster and have to rent them out for, you know, it's kind of like the old fashioned Redbox. Uh, but, um. Redbox, if Redbox was a store. Yeah, and you could buy, like, <laughs> like Mountain Dew and fucking, like, Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. I just I, I just want to acknowledge those films are bad films like they're dumb films but I love them so much each. That's it. They're guilty pleasure movies. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, everybody has them. So okay, so here's another film that came out in '98 that I I'm not a fan of because I, I did watch it later on in life. The Big Lebowski, so overrated in my opinion, except for John Goodman. Like John Goodman is fucking hilarious in that movie, but the rest of it is just eh. It's fine, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I went into it too. I mean, I, I'd never seen it before until a few years ago. Yeah, I. Uh, but yeah, it just did. I mean, I, I like the concept of the dude. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he put the the way it's played is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, there's a few funny parts. He's in a fully it. realized I mean, John, character. John Goodman, I just 
John Goodman is just you can throw him in anything and he'll he'll be he'll knock it out the park. This is what you get when you try to fuck someone up the ass. Like he's so fucking good in that movie. But like you know what I'm tired about? Like there are people who dedicated their like lives to the Big Lebowski and I'm like, it's it's fine. Let's tap the brakes on that. It's it's okay. Let's it's I mean it's it's enjoyable. Believe it or not, dude, there is still a so it's granted it's small now, but uh, after that came out, they had a full blown religion called Dudism oh, that came out. I I don't. I know that's hard to hear, and it's disgusting. But yes, it did happen. Uh, uh, okay, moving on. Let's run through a list. You you provided a good list of other films that came out that year, and let's talk about if any of them stick out like as your favorite film because I think. I think I have a favorite film in there, but let, well, let's see. You had a you, you gave me a list. We had Mulan, Wedding Singer, Saving Private Ryan, Something About Mary, great fucking film. Uh, Mask of Zorro, American History X, scared the shit out of me. Uh, Truman Show, Waterboy, Bugs Life, Deep Impact, Blade, You've Got Mail, Rush Hour, Patch Adams, and Can't Hardly Wait. All came out in 1998. A good year, good you know, a good selection of films in my opinion. What would you say, pup? Yeah, I mean, a, a very diverse year as far as movies go. But, yeah. and you can you can almost you could probably make the make the argument that Blade kicked off the MCU. It's it's one of the precursors. I would I would totally support that. Like I I don't know if you've listened, but you probably didn't. I don't recommend it. Me and my buddy Justin did a four parter, and we talked about kind of like some of the precursors leading up to the MCU. And Blade was a big it was a big first step. Like it was it was the first successful marvel film ever like ever yeah that was the first one that they 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 made out of you know from a comic book pe- character you from know a, and it was, i yeah. mean rate, besides being rated r yeah you know that was the first one i think they did the right way yeah very faithful to the uh a few mi- a few minor alterations but overwhelmingly like faithful to it and like yeah. it was it's a good fucking movie but if uh, in that list of films that I that you, that we just threw out there. Do you have a favorite in there? Do you have a particular one? Uh, of the ones that uh, probably, I mean, if I'm going, believe it or not, I'd probably say Truman Show. Damn, you stole mine! Damn it! <laughs> I mean, I, Jim Carrey is. I mean, he's nuts. Granted, yeah. you know, but that movie's brilliant. That movie, the way it was presented, yeah. the way it was done, and the fact that 90% of the time, you're kind of seeing things from his perspective, yeah. so you're almost living that life. Yeah, dude, I, um... You know, and then, just to slowly find out that your life is not your own. Yeah. That is, I mean, it was, it's a good premise, they did it well, it was, and it was, to, to be honest, if I was him, that'd be freaking traumatic. Yeah. It, yeah. uh... I, again, it was a film I watched. I don't think I watched it like in '98, but I did watch it when I was a younger kid, like probably '99, 2000, 2001, somewhere around that ballpark, right? Uh, I didn't get it at first. Like I was like, "What? What the fuck is this?" But like, I'm gonna tell you, that movie only gets better with age, and you can peel that layer back. That very simple. I mean, it's not a simple movie, but it's a very simple concept. It's a very you know extraordinary concept, but it's simply simple inherently. Like it's. 
it, it, it peel, you can peel that you can peel that movie back into so many philosophical theological layers and stuff like that and existential layers and it only gets better the older I get. I would say that the best film of 98 was probably Saving Private Ryan, but I, I think my favorite has to go to Truman Show. Yeah, I'd agree to that. Uh, but if you if you want to do just silly, yeah, I would probably go Wedding Singer. That's a. I would probably say something about Mary. I'd probably say I'd like that one better than Wedding Singer. But Wedding Singer is pretty good. It's probably one of the better, if not the best, Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I, I like something about Mary, but the, the only. That one takes a, a little while before it kind of gets into all of the, good, the funny parts. I mean, you said you, you got a good forty-five minutes before it actually kind of starts getting into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, it's just so, so it's just so vulgar and absurd and gross-out humor that I just I I love that movie. But Wedding Singer is a good one. I really dig it. It's probably again like one of his best films. Yeah, I'll, as far as Adam Sandler movies, that's probably the best one. Uh, I got to give a special shout out to. Uh, uh, You've Got Mail, one of my favorite rom-coms, dude. Like, I, I, I'm a softie for a rom-com. Like, I love When Harry Met Sally. If, like, When Harry Met Sally's probably my number one. And, like, uh, You've Got Mail is probably my top three. Like, I love You've Got Mail. Uh, I will say I tried to watch... <laughs> so I tried to watch American History X, and it wasn't the curb-stomping scene that, like made me turn that movie off i've still never seen the entire movie it was when he gets raped in prison that i'm just like uh-uh uh-uh i'm not doing any of this nope i'm done yeah. that's fine yeah, i'm done i'm done yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd agree with that i think that's what most people turn it off but uh yeah that, that's a that's not a movie you want to watch if you're squeamish uh, at it's, all it's it's too much but yeah bugs life really good love that as a kid uh and uh What's another one? Mask of Zorro, great movie. Mulan's really good. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything to add on those? Or are you ready to move on to the music? Uh, if, if you can't. You can't mention. Uh, you you got to go with Titanic too. Well, it came out. Well, like, I didn't include it. But came, but it did. It grossed a billion dollars. Yeah, that's when it reached a billion dollars in '98. So I, I, I technically so, consider that in my mind that's a '97 film. But yes, we cannot go without acknowledging the fact that. Titanic that was everywhere also. is still like even 20 years later is still number two and the only film that grossed more than that was Avatar also James Cameron it's like that dude just prints money dude it's fucking ridiculous yeah anything he touches is, is just nuts we'll see I mean he's we'll got that second Avatar does once that comes out so <laughs> I fuck that movie uh <laughs> I'm totally anti-Avatar I hate that movie uh but I mean he's got Alita Battle Angel coming out he's got another terminator reboot coming out we'll see we'll see that he has hands on like he's producing them so it's like we'll see how those turn out so um they need to just let the terminator thing die <sighs> they did that's too that's too much man i mean that, that that franchise just needs to die for like 15 or 20 years and then reboot it yeah dude it's because as long as arnold's still alive i hate to say it i mean he's getting too old to do it yeah so i mean he as long as he's still alive, you cannot do a reboot because everyone's going to expect him to be in it. Yeah, everybody wants Terminator 2 again. Like, you can't... Okay, that's a conversation for another day. I just wanted to touch <laughs> on the music. Like, the big music was getting jiggy with it. Like, Will Smith. Like, I remember, like, that was, like... Will Smith's album came out in 98, and it was just, like... He had, like... 
like white people all over the world fell in love with Will Smith again. Like it's fucking <laughs> his music. Like I just remember getting jiggy with. It. I remember the video and stuff like that. Um, well, that and yeah, they, I mean that. The, and I think everybody had the album that. Uh, yeah. Had that album. I think uh, you should. Even I had it. <laughs> Which is crazy to me. But there was also. Yeah. And uh, these two these two bands, I guess, or groups, had albums come out in 97, but like just like Titanic, they kind of blew up in 98 as well. You had the Spice Girls. They had their second album come out, which was huge. I remember Spice Girls were huge oh, in Spice 90. Girls were freaking everywhere. And then there was the Backstreet Boys. And, you know, I'm... And they were freaking everywhere. And I'm a... I'm, <laughs> in, the, in the great debate between NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, I'm an NSYNC guy, but... I will say I don't think I've ever told. I don't think I tell most people this. I I've been to a Backstreet Boys concert like at when uh, I think it was at the the New Orleans sure Arena. You want to admit to? <laughs> I know I'm not proud of it, uh, <laughs> but I did I'm go. Like, uh, I, if, if you want me to give you one, I went to a Paula Abdul concert. Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome! I just I think I'm like what I can just. I just imagine you, current you, pup, like at a Paul Abdul '90s or '80s concert. Like, why the fuck am I here? Granted, <laughs> I, I will. I will put this addendum on it. My sister wanted to go, and we went as a family, so yeah. I was kind of forced into it. But technically, yes, I did attend the Paul Abdul concert. I would like to say I was forced to go to the Backstreet Boys concert, but no, I was totally into it because I love the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> uh, and I still love the Backstreet Boys. Like their early stuff is fucking good to me. Um, but with those two, I'll put my two cents in. As far as showmanship and you know stage presence and everything, I would give that to NSYNC. But as far oh. as actual talent and singing ability, Backstreet's got them hands down. See, I would I would disagree. I would say that uh, I will say that NSYNC had the bigger star, obviously. But I would say that I think oh. I, I would say I guess versatility. Well, I guess had the bigger star, one guy. Yeah. But yeah, and Backstreet Boys had more, more versatility. Backstreet like, through the rest of them, so yeah. all of them were about the same. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I still love the Backstreet Boys. I just want to give a shout out because I, I I have to embrace the fact that I I went there as a I, I I definitely went to that concert. It was a very interesting concert. I don't remember much of it, but I do remember some weird shit going on at that place. And I just remember, like, I was there with my brother. I think I was there with my mom, my brother, like, maybe one of my aunts and my cousin. And I just remember, like, you could hear the music, but all you could really hear were girls. Ah, ah, my God. It was just, dude, it was so yeah, fucking was wild. A lot of estrogen in that building. It was, it was wild, dude. And it was, I mean, it was fine. I think it was at the New Orleans Arena, which is the smaller arena next to the Superdome. And I think that had just opened, I think. I can't remember. That was 20 years ago. Uh, but, you know, eh. Uh, you know, it, 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 I don't tell people, but I, it, it's a fact of my life that I went to that concert. Yeah, but if I remember right, that Paul Abdul concert was actually at the UNO Lakefront Arena in New Orleans. Oh, wow. That little bitty building, dude. Jesus, that, I mean, could you fit, like, even 5,000 people in that thing? Uh, yeah, something like that, maybe. I don't I don't even know. I hadn't, I, I'm, I'm not even sure it's still there, to the, be honest. Yeah. The, uh, the other big TV thing was, um... Jerry Springer, and it's like you gotta look back at that and be like, "Holy shit, that was a thing!" Like that was like I don't know if kids these days would understand it. Maybe they would. I don't know with YouTube, 
I, I guess you can get that kind of quality entertainment on YouTube now, but, like, that was a big thing. Like, that was, like, I just remember people, like, either loved it or thought it was the worst thing yeah, on the planet. Yeah, there was no in between with that one. Yeah. It was either you wanted, because, I mean, like I said, that's like watching a train wreck. I mean, yeah. you know, you know what's going to happen, you just don't know when. Yeah. So, you know, you either loved it or it was the most horrible and retarded thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it was, uh, I, it, obviously these weren't, like, people say that, oh, it put a spotlight on, you know, middle America or rednecks and stuff like that. It's like, guys, this is just, these are characters. This isn't, this is a television show. This is not real people like these are not real people but like i gotta say i watched it i remember being a kid watching it and me like this is fucking crazy like they're about to fight like you were talking about like people watch shit just to see what'll happen like maybe something crazy is gonna happen and shit like that and it was i remember it took it like blew up in 98 man like it was it was a huge deal i don't i don't think i don't think kids you know, current kids, like little kids, stuff like that, would be like, y'all watch this? It'd be like, yeah, we totally watched that, that shit. And if you think about it, that's kind of the precursor to reality TV. Yeah, that was a big, that was a huge port, that part of it. That was a huge spark to reality TV, you yeah. know, before um, you start getting into, you know, Survivor and Big Brother and, you know, all of those kind of shows, you had Jerry Springer. Yeah, people want to watch so-called normal-ish people act like idiots like that's that's tv gold right there uh i guess the last thing i want to touch on it was the last the final episode of seinfeld i'm not the biggest seinfeld fan i really like it but yeah that kind of like that kind of like was the end of an era and i think like that was a good i mean obviously there was 1999 was like the actual end of the 90s but it's like kind of like that's kind of like okay this is the end of the decade like this is coming this is the end of the era the end of like a chapter of people's lives and stuff like that like that i mean that was kind of like the defining show of the 90s and so yeah and i I remember like i was at that point i was a sophomore in high school and they had for like the last two or three episodes i mean they they had huge like you know 20 30 person watch parties jeez to go watch the last episodes of Seinfeld, and then after that, everybody was depressed. I was like, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I, you know, I, I was, I never really did get into to Seinfeld until after the fact. I mean, I kind of, I've watched a few episodes. It's funny. Been, it's know, good. It's, 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 it's not bad. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, a, it's early sitcom. You know? Yeah. But um, you know, I never really did get into it as much as a lot of the, you know a lot of people that I went to high school with and everything and. I'm visibly depressed after the show went off the air, and I just I didn't get it. I, you know, I, until you know, pretty much until Game of Thrones, I really never did get into a, a show that hard. Enough, you know, to you know to warrant that kind of feeling. Or, or well, actually, with Futurama, with that whenever that one went off the air, I got kind of depressed. But but yeah, but I guess it it was a different time because. Uh, now when something big goes off the air there's 20 things to replace it i guess seinfeld i mean i guess you had friends to watch or fucking who i don't know frazier or some shit who the hell knows but like yeah i think frazier was kind of the next big thing after seinfeld yeah uh yeah i see all those kind of that those late 90s early 2000s shows they all blend together for me man and like uh but yeah that was the end of the era so i think that's gonna do it for 1998 um 
You ready to move on to 1988? 30 years. Yeah, a long time ago. So, Pup, tell me about the year 1988. And for the record, the cost of, just to keep this going, the cost of a regular gallon of gas was 91 cents. 91 cents. Can you even imagine? Yeah, I, I remember the <laughs> gas being very cheap. Okay. So tell me about 1988, Pub. I mean, uh, from what I remember, like I said, I was only six. So I really don't remember a whole, whole lot. But okay, yeah. Going, going through, I mean, it was, you hear a lot of stuff. And, like, the, the things that I, I remember hearing a lot going through there was... For one, whenever uh, Bush the Elder, Bush forty one, you yeah. know, won the the election. Oh yeah, that was, that was kind of that was kind of a big thing. He, he defeated uh, Dukakis, and which I think is probably one of the more satirized uh, <laughs> things that they put on TV. Because every time you, you mention Dukakis, you see a guy sitting in a tank rolling down the road. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, they're always making fun of him for, you know, that was one of his campaign commercials. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was funny as hell, to be honest. That all of us had the, all of the different versions of it. It's funny. They even did it in Futurama. I mean, come on. Um, yeah, that was, I just remember uh, Bush, H.W., uh, you know, uh, the Dana Carvey impersonation on SNL. Like, the yeah. wouldn't be prudent, not gonna do it. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, so but you had you had that going on, and the other big thing was, I mean, you still kind of in the throes of the end of the Cold War, um, and going through that. But the other thing that uh, you heard a lot was Iran Contra. Oh, and that was '88. Shit. Now that '88 was whenever it finally came to a head, and they kind of went through and did the indictments and everything for Ollie North and John Poindexter. Ollie North yeah. really fell on that grenade. You know what I'm saying? Ollie fell on the uh, he fell on the sword. He really did. But going through and just you know for, for those that don't know what it was, uh, it ended up being that at the time U.S. had a trade embargo with Iran. Yeah. And they, Iran and Iraq were in a civil war, so they they were sitting there fighting. But we also had hostages in Lebanon. Mm. So what they wanted to do was, and what they ended up doing, was we ended up selling uh, Tomahawk missiles to Iran, even you know, violating the trade embargo. And then we did that so that they would release the, the hostages that we had in Lebanon. Yes. Yeah. Which... They, I think they had seven hostages total. Some, something like they, that. Yeah, something like that. It was six or seven. I can't, I can't remember exactly how many. Um, but what ended up happening was they released three of them, so we got half of them back. And then, like right after they bought the missiles from us, they took three more. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of got dicked on that one. But the the big problem was not so much that we sold sold them. The missiles from the embargo, but that we took the mil- the money from that sale, which was thirty million, yeah, um, something like that, uh, around thirty million. We took that and gave that to freedom fighters in Nicaragua, so they could fight, you know, their fight down there. Yeah. And we had already sent you know a bunch of soldiers down there to go help and stuff like that. So that that was the big that was the big thing, you know, 
that using the money from an, an illegal arms sale to help out yeah con- the contra fighters in Nicaragua. This was a huge I, I this was a huge fucking huge deal. fucking deal. Reagan, I mean, he granted you you want to do what you got to do to to get your hostages and you know you want to help the allies as much as you can. But yeah, Reagan fucked that up royally when he did that. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, really, he, he was never charged with anything. And to be honest, as far as the sale and the moving the money and everything, even Ali North wasn't charged with that. He was charged with lying to Congress. Yeah, it was the so was it was the, yeah perjury. it was perjury. It's usually it's really weird how like it's really hard to make a lot of things stick, but they can make perjury stick. Because they have you on the record and shit like that. Yeah. So, so his thing is, you know, being uh, going through, and he got he got busted for perjury. So, you know, he had. I'm not sure if he actually went to prison or or not. I I don't believe he did. I think he just got uh, kind of demoted and. Uh, yeah. But he he kind of fell on the sword, so Reagan wouldn't get charged. You know, because being the sitting president and everything, that wouldn't be good. So I mean, it, he, he kind of he kind of fell on it for him. You know, I mean, he, he, he it. I mean, it's like it ruined Oliver North's career for the time being. But he kind of he just got elected NRA president, so I guess that's a yeah. He, he's made a, he's made a bit of a comeback the last ten years or so. Yeah. Um, you know, he's president of the NRA now. He, and he was he did he does he's written a lot of books and stuff like that. Yeah, so, he was on Fox News and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean, he's been a commentator, he's been you know a reporter stuff like that. But it so he's he's kind of gotten I wouldn't say back in good graces, but he's at, at least able to walk down the street and not get get heckled. You know, see, it's this kind of shit, if I may, that like people growing up, especially in a very conservative like family. Like, a lot of my family members, like, really revered, if not worshipped, Ronald Reagan. And it's, like, history, like, when I, the more I learn about the 80s, and the more I learn about, like, Ronald Reagan's administration, uh, fuck Ronald Reagan, alright? I don't really give a shit about Ronald Reagan, man. Like, I, 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 uh, I can't, uh, I just, I just can't with Ronald Reagan. Like, he's a fucking, oh, he, 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 a lot of shit went down, either with or without his knowledge, in the 80s that, you know, not a lot of good shit happened. And this is a good example of it, if I may say so. No, his, his thing was all of the stuff that he did that helped the economy and helped that, and, and everything really happened early on in his administration. That's a good point. The stuff, the stuff toward the end, like, you know, Iran-Contra and all of that, whenever that came out. The AIDS crisis, you know, yeah. Yeah, all of that. That happened, you know, more toward the end whenever he was already in his second term. So, I mean, they really couldn't get, you know... they. He was going to be. He was on the way out anyway, you know. So uh, a lot of the, the like I said, the good stuff that that he did, he kind of did early. Yeah. And actually, in, in '88 too, while I'm doing the research, '88 um, was whenever Gorbachev was elected as prime minister in Russia and Soviet Union. Yeah. And you know the you know we all know the whole story. You know, calls out Gorbachev to tear down the wall, and that's whenever the wall in Berlin fell. Oh, I'm sorry. So, it came down in '89, but I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously, what happens what in '88 with Reagan, you know, being the president in '88 and all that stuff. So it kind of, it makes it seem like he kind of defeated communism. I'm like, well, uh, sure, why not? But uh, uh and and, um, and, the, and I think in, that, in a lot of that case, I think Gorbachev kind of pushed out. 
Yeah, and it, the, 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 the USR kind of like... The USR kind of imploded. Like, it kind of fell in on itself. It's not like Ronald Reagan, like, punched the USSR into defeat. It's like, well, they kind of, like, fell apart and were kind of fucked. But, you know, sure, he defeated communism. But anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, it, you know, with that and, and everything, so that, that, that set the stage for the Berlin Wall coming down and everything. And I yeah. think that's really pretty much what a lot of people remember Reagan for is for calling out Gorbachev. Yeah, that's a big that's a big sound clip that's like showing on like a bunch of shit, yeah. Tear down this wall. Reagan and, smash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but yeah, that that you know that that set the stage for that. Um but as far as you know that, as far as politics and stuff go, that's really the the big things that happened back then. Um, yeah, yeah, it feels like presidential elections were a lot simpler in the eighties. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But again, you didn't really have the you didn't have the twenty four hour news cycle. You this didn't have true. social media. Yeah. Back then, you did you know you didn't have the internet. Yeah. Or you did, but it was kind of a proto internet. It wasn't really much of anything. You know, it was yeah, massively consumed. I guess. Yeah, a lot. Of, and at, at that time, most of the, the the internet, so to say, was basically just kind of a. A network between basically universities and NASA. Yeah, you know, and that, that's basically all it was. And I mean, you, there was no broadband; it was all dial-up, so it was all phone lines. Yeah, you know, so I mean, you really couldn't do anything. And as long as we're going through a lot of some of that stuff, I went through and found a few things too in '88. Uh, okay, just to give you kind of an idea what was going on. Uh, the average cost of a new house in '88 was ninety-one thousand six hundred dollars. Jesus. Do you have um, what it is? Do you have what it is in 2018? Uh, I don't have. What Let it me. Is I'll look it up. You, you you keep you keep talking. I'll but, look it up. Uh yeah okay um. Average income was twenty four thousand four hundred fifty dollars. Nice. As opposed as opposed to uh average income in '08 was forty thousand five hundred. Jesus. Yeah, so that roughly doubled. Um, average price for a new car in '88 was ten thousand four hundred dollars. Jesus! You can get a brand new Ford Taurus for nine thousand nine hundred ninety-six dollars. That's that's <laughs> insane. I'm looking at they have. Uh, I I don't know don't I don't know how how gospel this is, but but Google said at least in 2017 because um, I guess technically since we're still in 2018 they probably don't have the figures yet but apparently in 2017 at least which I, I would imagine is fairly emblematic of 2018 the average cost of a house was is 305 dollars <laughs> wow. so how much did you say 2019-98 was? $91,600 jeez that's almost that's a what is that a that's like a two and a half times increase, some shit like that. Uh, well, that's over three, over three times. Really? Because that's less than a hundred. Well, you're looking at three hundred. Yeah. And then so it's like three and a half, so, huh? It's like three and a half somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's about three and a half, about two, two, two and a half to three. Yeah. Well, so I guess a, a a housing crisis in the late two thousands will do that. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All of, yeah. That 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 happened. In fact, that happened in 08 too. Yeah. For real. That's a good point. Housing boom. That's another. All of the toxic mortgage, mortgages and stuff that happened back in '08. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that I could imagine doing that. And uh, you got a few other things too. A U.S. postage stamp was twenty-four cents. Oh, okay. What? It's like forty-eight now, or like it's forty-eight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's that's doubled. Uh, price of a movie ticket was three dollars and fifty cents. Cheap. <laughs> 
but pup, what about how much was IMAX or 3D? <laughs> <laughs> Those things were not even invented. I know, but uh, um, three. That's a cheap date right there. Yeah, to give you a couple of grocery I, I, items, since me and you worked at the place that shall not be named. There you go. Uh, gallon of two percent milk was a dollar eighty nine per gallon. It's more than that for a half gallon now. Jesus. It's almost. It's probably twice that for a half gallon. Well, now. since I don't, I don't drink dairy milk anymore. Like almond milk, I know is like three fifty or something like that. But like, I don't know what a. I, I I can't tell you the last time I bought a gallon of dairy milk. So yeah, that's. Yeah, I'll take your word on that. It's brought about. I think. Between two fifty and three dollars for a half gallon, as um, roughly five dollars for a, an actual gallon. Jesus. Um, and price of pork chops was forty cents a pound. <laughs> now you're looking at probably a dollar twenty-five a pound. Easy. Jesus. I mean, I guess that is. I mean, obviously, thirty years will do that, but it's like that's that's insane. That's insane, dude. Like, just think about that. Yeah, and I found uh, I found one other thing. You know, being a, a tech guy, I thought, I thought this was kind of fun. They had uh, you can buy a brand new IBM PC was twelve hundred and forty nine dollars, and it had a thirty megabyte hard disk drive. <laughs> one it, monitor was mono colored, so you only had one color in your monitor. Thirty which was megabytes. A big, large monitor, <laughs> and it had five hundred and twelve kilobytes of memory. Kilobytes! Oh my god. <laughs> Just to give you an idea, that was state of the art back then. For twelve fifty, you had to pay twelve hundred and fifty dollars for that. That's Jesus. Yeah. So, so yeah, for, for the, the cost of a MacBook, you get a, you get about as much memory that you needed to pretty much save maybe four pictures. Oh God! Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking like if it had a. If it had 30 kilobytes. Maybe, maybe a little more, depending on what kind of pictures you take. But if you take a good high-quality picture, I know that, you know, like, I think 3 meg per picture. So you might you might get 8 to 10 pictures on there. I think, like, you said 30 megabytes, it. right? 30 meg, yeah. I think, how much is the average song these days? Like, how, how big is that? Uh, the average MP3 right now is probably, maybe... Uh, yeah, my, like, I just pulled up a song, a random like song. 3 meg, maybe? 3.9 megs, yeah. Yeah, so four megs, so you could put four, you know, you could put Jesus. six, maybe eight songs. That's insane, dude. Like, that's like, well, yeah, I guess I'll just listen to the same six or seven songs every day. <laughs> well, even back then, that's where we had the, the Walkman. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. this is true. This is we true. had tapes, man. That, that, that was the thing. <laughs> anyway, please Good continue. cassette tapes, man. Yeah. We can go through a couple other little notable things that I saw was kind of fun. Um, yeah. Stephen Hawking publishes his book, History of Time. Oh, fuck, really? Yep, back in 88. Damn. So he's been a genius for a long time. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Hawkins, man. Yeah, and, uh, long before he started talking like a robot. <laughs> uh, so we had that go on. We had the first uh, fiber optic cable laid across the Atlantic from Europe to the U.S., and it could handle 40,000 phone calls a day. <laughs> I gotta, I've always wondered about that. These cables they have, like, across the Atlantic, do they, like, sorry if this is a stupid question, but are they literally, like, bringing a submarine to lay them across the bedrock, or is it just kind of, like, floating in the middle of, like, the water? How does that work? 
No, they uh, they actually lay on the seabed. Um, oh, okay. They're they're big armored cables. The probably some of the bigger ones I put probably the one foot to two foot range yeah. the diameter and uh, you know so they're sealed they're armored so nothing can get to them no water leakage anything like that and basically they just lay them on lay them on the floor on, on the ocean floor and let them go and they terminate them whenever they get uh, on shore that's I'm, I just think I'm like man they like the logistics of that seem mind-boggling but it's probably we've been doing it for so long obviously for the past 30 years that they're like Oh yeah, we just hop in the submarine and go down there and fix it. You know, just thousands of feet underwater. It's like, bruh. Let's see. We'll keep going. What else happened? We had we had uh, a couple, I got a couple of couple of birthdays that happened in 1988 that uh, we can our mutual friend Morgan, one of her, uh, she she would uh, already know about. One would be Rupert Grant. Oh, Morgan, we're gonna. Get, I hope she listens. I'll tell her to listen to this one. Oh yeah, I hope she listens to uh, he, uh, her husband uh, or her other husband, should I say? Uh, <laughs> was born in '88, uh, as was Vanessa Hudgens. Oh wow! Uh, of Disney fame and uh, of Sixth Sense fame, Haley Joel Osment and uh, Louisiana uh, people would know this one. Uh, Jimmy Swagger <laughs> confesses his sins that he that he made in his church. So he can he confessed to all his his craziness back in '88. Yeah, what a crook, man! <laughs> God, yeah, oh yeah, and, and and still going strong, man. His church is still there on Blue Bonnet. <laughs> Jesus, Swagger Bible College. Anyway, so okay, well, we'll move on. We got uh, a couple other things too. We had uh, Microsoft releases MS DOS 4.0. Is that a big deal? Was that like a big update or something? That, that not so much was a really a big deal. I think uh, DOS three and three point one were actually probably more, mm-hmm. but four was the bedrock that led to Windows ninety five. Oh wow! Which is yeah, when Microsoft took over the world, right? Yeah, right before Microsoft decided they wanted to become Skynet. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we got. All right, we'll move on from there, and we'll. Uh, We'll move on to TV, and since we just had the reboot, uh, Roseanne premiered in 1988. Oh, man, how was that for timing? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably why they did it, because it was, you know, cause it was yeah. the anniversary. So, so yeah, that, but, uh, that debuted in 88, uh, The Wonder Years. Oh, I love The Wonder Years! Oh, man, Winnie Cooper, man. Shout out to Winnie Cooper. <laughs> You know, insanely gorgeous to this time. Oh, she's anyway. Keep going. <laughs> okay, uh, that's another. That's another talking for another time. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, Murphy Brown. I never really. I know Candace Bergen, but I've never watched. I've I never watched a single episode of Murphy Brown. A lot of people were. A lot of a people, lot of people really were. Yeah, I mean, they really got hot and heavy in Murphy Brown. Yeah. So, and so we got that. Um, and Yo MTV Raps premiered. Oh shit. Run DMC, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, MTV Raps, man. Really influential in the uh, late 80s, early 90s hip-hop scene and stuff like that, man. Exactly. That, that's what that's what broke out a lot of people when they got on there. For real, for real. So we'll go through that. I mean, we had, uh, let's see, a few movies that came out that year. I saw the list, and I'm like, wow, this is a really great year for movies. This was a 
really, really good year for movies. And I found a few other ones, too, besides the list that I sent you. Yeah. But uh, we had uh, Rain Man with Tom Hanks. and uh, Not Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is still Classic. one of my favorite movies. Classic. Movie. And the fact that they had the, how they did that movie was insane. It, but, uh, in 1988, they did that shit. Yeah, well, to get the animation, they had to actually sit there and draw everything in and color it and paint it. Yeah, uh, frame by frame. That's insane, dude. Yeah, it, it, that's insane. So, but we got that uh, Beetlejuice, everybody's favorite Michael Keaton movie. Ooh, hold on. Excuse you. Batman '89 is the best Michael Keaton movie. First off, let's talk about that. Well, uh, how about this? how about we say that Beetlejuice was the precursor to him getting Batman? Yeah, because if if he hadn't done that with Tim Burton, Tim Burton wouldn't cast him as Batman. But I I have to object, my good man, that I think the best Michael Keaton film is probably I really liked him in The Founder. Did you see him in The Founder? I have it on my server, but I haven't watched it. It's actually pretty good. It's uh, Roy Kroc was a crafty son of a bitch. I'll tell I'll say that man. But uh, it's good. You should check it out, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I meant to go back and watch it. I never did. I just never. But watched Beetlejuice it. is one of those like weird films. You're like, is this a kids film? Is this an adult film? Like, what? What, what is? Who is this for? Is it for everybody? It's kind of like dark, but also childish. It's like I, that is that's what you call textbook Tim Burton. Yeah, it's Tim Burton for you. Well, this was this was uh, Glory Days Tim Burton, not like corporate Hollywood like stylized Tim Burton now, where it's like an yeah, empty, this shallow. Was, this was crazy, batshit, batshit crazy, Tim Burton. I still say, I still say that Edward Scissorhands is probably his best film. Like, in my opinion, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I like that one, but I don't know. Anyway. I'd, I'd have to go through a list of all of his before I, I, I can actually pick. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else we got that came through? We had uh, Big with Tom Hanks. Great movie. Baby. Classic <laughs> movie. Uh, classic uh, animated movie, Land Before Time. Another movie that makes you ball, man. That that ending. That made me ball, and dude, that, I can tell you now they had commercial for this going everywhere in the eighties. And that that year, dude, Land Before Time. Once that came out, they they partnered with Pizza Hut, and yeah, you know how a lot of the movies partner with different fast food chains and stuff now. Yeah, definitely. Pizza Hut went nuts <laughs> with this. I mean, it was everywhere figures i mean just the, the whole night i mean they went absolutely batshit with it i just remember i got it um i think with mcdonald's in the 90s was did like this if you sh- if you buy enough shit or you get stuff you can possibly win a vhs and i think we won the vhs and i watched it as a small child love that fucking movie that's a fucking great that movie's also like timeless like you could probably show that to like a five-year-old today and they'd be like dog this shit is dope yeah, it, that, that's one of them ones that aged really well. Really, really well. Uh, let's see. Going off with uh, Willow. You know, I haven't watched that film enough times. Like, I've probably watched it twice in I my entire watch life. It again. It's been years since I've seen it, but you good know, movie. Uh, it, it was, I, I always thought it was a good movie. It was kind of kind of creepy. You know, very it, weird. It very weird. Yeah. So uh, we had that. Uh, one of my one of my favorites, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy, The Great Outdoors. Never seen it. Never seen it. Oh, Never man. seen it. Oh, funny movie. Funny. Yeah, funny yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, everybody loves the the raccoons in that one, of course. <laughs> uh, 
And of course, I'm saving the last, probably the the last two for uh, the last one. I'm gonna save for you, but the one of them was uh, Crocodile Dundee. Never seen it. Never seen that. I one just either? I just know the punchline where it's like, "That's not a knife." Schlicking, that's a knife. Uh, that's all I know about Crocodile Dundee. I never was like, eh, I'm all right. I don't need to see that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's 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 a good movie. It's a feel good '80s movie, but with a, with with an accent, basically. Yeah, for real. So, <laughs> so we got that. But saving the saving the, the best for last. Die Hard. A, first off, for the record, a Christmas movie. <laughs> Uh, actually, did you? Did you yeah, I don't give Bruce? a fuck what Bruce Willis says. It's bigger than Bruce Willis. Die Hard is a Christmas sure that, movie. Uh, he can say that because, damn it, he was John McClane. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't give a fuck what Bruce Willis has to say. You know, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and I will. Fi- I would fight John McClane to the death to prove that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Well, Die Hard was a movie that happened around Christmas. Well, it's set in Christmas, but it's also it is a Christmas. Okay, we're not going to do this. Uh, <laughs> That's why I saved that one for last. Well, I will say, you're, you, I have to admit, you've left off a huge omission. It is the 30th anniversary of Coming to America, one of the funniest films of all time. Oh, yeah, that one, that one is good. I, I really, I've seen it, but I really, I, I like uh, that. It's, it's a movie. great fucking movie. It wasn't, cra- it wasn't crazy funny for me. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I like Eddie Murphy, but I liked it more in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, okay, I see that. But, like, the barbershop scenes in Coming to America, and my favorite line in that entire movie is when he's showing him the, when he's showing uh, uh, Hakeem and uh, uh, Arsenio to the uh, the apartments, and they opens up the door, and they see the, the, the chalk outline of the dead body, and then there's a chalk outline of, that, uh, of the dog, and the landlord goes, shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> so good but yeah Die Hard's a classic man that's a great that is the quintessential action film like that is it's it's a perfect movie it's good I don't know if I would say I would go so far as to say it's perfect I'll go out on a limb and say it's a perfect structurally speaking perfect movie like it is from start to finish like golden like that's why it was so replicated so often in the 90s because it was like this formula is perfect just keep doing this and you'll make money and for the most part a lot of the films did yeah a lot of them did so but we'll go through we'll leave that we'll put that one to bed for now okay um and i'll just touch on a couple of songs that came out in 1988 yeah um and of course you know at that point it's hair metal going crazy oh, so god uh, nothing but a good time by poison good song good yeah pretty good I yeah mean, it's all right I wasn't, a, I wasn't a big Poison fan, but yeah. um, Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. Well, I think voted once like the greatest opening riff to a song ever. I believe so. Yeah, if not, if not the the greatest, at least one of the probably the most recognizable. And then Axl Rose starts singing. It's like, ugh, fuck. Yeah, you can't get too much better than that. Oh no, I hate fucking. I hate Axl Rose's voice. Uh, I, I don't mind it. He, he, when he screams, it annoys me. But if he actually sings, it's not bad. I guess. It just sounds like someone strangling a cat, man. That's all it sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see where that would come from. Uh, we also had Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. I'm not one of, not one of my favorite 
a lot of people Not like that. Michael Jackson. Either, but it's, it's still, it's, still a good song. I mean, it's still Michael Jackson, but it's like I, a lot of people really love that song. I think, for instance, that's my brother's favorite Michael Jackson song. It might be, and I'm just like, eh, it's all right, I guess. Yeah, and uh, thanks to popularity of uh, Dirty Dancing, we had Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. Oh, good song. Yeah, very good song. Um, and then the one that I remember probably most from from growing up in that that year, "Don't Worry, Be Happy." Dude, you could not turn the radio on without hearing without hearing that. I mean, it was it was nuts. It was all, always on. It, it, it they put it on damn near every radio station you could think of. I, I heard it on oldie stations. I heard it on uh, country stations. I mean, they, they played it on everything. They played it every freaking where. Man, 1988 had some good music. Uh... So that was that was one of the big ones, and then the other big one that came out that year that I heard a lot on the radio that they would not shut up with was uh, Beach Boys' Kokomo. Oh yeah, because they had Cocktail come out that year, right? Exactly. Oh, that's the, I I remember listening to that song as a kid and be like, I really like this song. I still really like it too. I love the Beach Boys though. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like the Beach Boys too. They, they, they got a lot of uh, lot of good music. But I feel like again, you're a huge leaving off a huge mission, man. There's the epically great "Never Gonna Give You Up" by Rick Ashley. I was getting to that. Oh, sorry. It. I'm sorry. I got ahead of you. Please continue. I'm yeah, sorry. Man. Well, not if you does fall it, but yeah, the father of the Rick Roll. <laughs> his song "Never Gonna Give You Up" de- debuted in 1988. So yeah, I, I was I was leaving that off for for a reason, man. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Here I'm trying to take over the wheel. I I, I apologize. I'm used. Well, to... it is your show, so I'll, you, I'll give you that one. But it's all good. The white guy that sounds like a black guy, dance <laughs> like a a, a really dude. white guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a really, 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 really pale white guy. Oh man! Uh... But, but had a great voice and like I say the father of the what is now known as the Rick Roll. Yeah, I mean, I actually really like that song. Like I go to an 80s night here in Austin on the regular. And that's it. Like if you didn't know, like honestly I think the song would have been wouldn't have been a joke without the video. Like the video is so bad. Like it's like so yeah. like this is the best y'all could come up with. I guess it was the 80s, but like and he looks kind of if you didn't know what Rick Ashley looked like, that song is a jam. But now, since yeah. you know he's like this pasty redhead dude, like you're like, well, this is kind of silly. <laughs> I think that well, I, the only video I think that probably would top that as far as being bad was uh, David Bowie and Mick Jagger dancing in the streets. Oh my god, <laughs> that that is a freaking visual abortion. That is like two guys fucking for like three minutes without actually like penetration or anything like that they're basically fucking each other in that video and it's like why are, why did this happen like why why is this what what is this <laughs> not not to mention the video but the song is actually horrible too it's not it's not one of the it's not one of the better covers of that song i'll guarantee i'll grant you no, that. that that's probably one of the worst covers ever done but yeah just because it was it was those two guys that did it was probably the you know the, the main reason I, and I, I see on here you had a uh, oh red red wine. It's a great one. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Faith by George Michael. That's a fucking. Oh, that's such a R.I.P. George Michael, song. man. Oh, what a yeah, great I, fucking I, song. Yeah, I'm not. A, I wasn't. A, I'm not a big fan of the George Michael, but Faith it was a good song. Yeah, mm-hmm. that really was a good song. Probably my my two favorite songs from uh, 
from him and, and uh, that one and uh, what was the other one? Damn, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Is it a Wham song or is it a George Michael song? Because I was like, I maybe Careless Whisper? One. I think it's Careless Whisper, yeah. Yeah, that's a Wham song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. great year for music, man. A lot of jams. It was... Uh... Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of good stuff come out that year. All right, you want to wrap up with to the questionnaire because we're running extremely long. Yeah, we did. We did kind of get into it a, a good little bit. So yeah, we have a well. It's a lot to cover. I mean, a lot of shit. Like we don't think about it in hindsight. Yeah, Thirty like, years worth of history is a lot to cover. Yeah, but you don't think about like when you're in the middle of it. Like in ten years from now, if you look back at 2018, we're gonna be like, holy shit, a lot of shit happened in 2018. But it doesn't feel like you don't realize that. Like, oh shit, yeah, I guess a lot of shit does happen in a year and. uh so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah especially right now with everything coming at you so fast and fucking a. everybody being connected social media the whole nine I mean it, it could be something new every day yeah you know and it's gonna all get the same attention that it would like something that would take a week to get to everybody back in the 80s yeah I don't yeah. we might be able to squeeze this in just a really big episode because uh, this is going to be the last episode for like a month. Like I'm going to take a month off because I got to do some traveling in August and like I don't want to deal with this. Uh, so, but yeah, I was going to leave that at the end. But yeah, I yeah, think that's pretty much wraps up 1988, huh? I'd say that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good representation. Yeah. So what would you think? Like it was like it was a good year. It was a good year, right? I think 88 was a good year because I mean it's if you compare compare it to today, there was a lot lot more carefree. You can, and you simpler time, yeah, simpler time. Yeah, everything was a lot more simpler. Everything was a lot lighter, you know, everything like that. So it was, you could tell that it was a, just, you know, a cool time. And to, to be honest, growing up in it, it was. It really was. You know, I mean, we didn't have, have to worry about crazy stuff, you know, TSA and everything like that. So, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it was a lighter and simpler time. And a, that's why I think so many people are still attracted to the 80s. Yeah. Like I said, I go to an 80s night on the regular. It's like, just had good music, good, simple, fun. It seemed like a very, I mean, for some people, like obviously the 80s were rough for a lot of people. But like, it seemed like a simpler, more fun time for a lot of people. So, it was a good time. I mean, I wasn't alive, but yeah, I'm sure it was a good time. <laughs> like I said, the, the little bit I remember was, yeah, it was good. So, All right. Uh, I think that wraps up 1988, and I think that wraps up the episode. You ready to do the questionnaire? Yeah, let's go for it. Hey, man, thanks again for doing the, the doing some research on this. I really do appreciate it. Your 1998 research did help me pick out a few things. I Thank you, man. I do appreciate that. Not a problem. I mean, like... Uh, whenever you asked me about it, about it last week, I, like I said, I was kind of stuck in a hotel yeah. to work. So when I got in at night, there was really nothing to do but watch TV. So this actually gave me something to do. Oh, well, cool. And thanks again, obviously. <laughs> thanks again, obviously, for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, no problem. No problem. All right, let's do this questionnaire. Uh, what's a skill or craft you want to learn one day? It's kind of weird, but I would probably say welding. Really, a lot of people I've known done have done that, and it's apparently you can make some good money doing that. Well, you can make good money doing it, but I wouldn't even do it for necessarily for making money, but just <laughs> you know, building stuff that I could use at the house, making stuff, you know, making a shelf, making brackets, making you know, doing stuff like that. Just that, learning how to just learning how to work metal would be kind of fun. Pup, that sounds like a very 
pup thing to do. Like I, I imagine you're a very handy DIY kind of person. Like you prefer to do it by do it yourself. Oh yeah, very much so. Okay. What is your favorite TV show, either currently on, formerly on? I think I know the answer to this, but just, you know, for the audience, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll give you former, you probably know, which is Futurama. Definitely. Uh, also, but uh, going back probably right now is uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, dude, I just watched Rick and Morty Season 3 on Hulu. Nice. Fucking amazing. Like, that is the best. I fucking love this show now, dude. I love it too, and for a lot of the same reasons that I like Futurama. Yeah. There's so much packed in there. There's so there's very well written. There's great. The structure on it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's so much to unwrap in every episode that how could you not like it? You know, I mean, granted, it cusses. They got they do some weird shit, of course. But it but also, it does some. It's good. They're going to do that. It has some depth to it too, in like thirty minutes they pack so much in. All of the characters, especially from season one to season three, you can see the the character development on there is great. Yeah, and you like, and it touches on a whole bunch of stuff, and like, it's you think like it just goes in directions you never think it's like you're like, how the fuck did it just do that? Like, how did why what? (laughs) Exactly, but like I said, even like some of the minor characters. Yeah, you know, like um, oh, Beth, Beth and Summer and Jerry and all of them. Even <laughs> even them, you can see them come through in a whole arc. You know, going through and being developed. I love. Uh, I think my favorite like minor character is Bird Person. Like I think Bird Person is just great. <laughs> Dude, I like Squanchy. <gasps> yes, I mean, who the... actually, guess who does the voice for Squanchy? Who does Who does the voice for Squanchy? Tom Kenny. Oh yeah, it's SpongeBob. Who does SpongeBob? Yeah, yep. I, I I hear a lot of uh, Maurice LaMarche on there too. Yeah, he do, he does a few. Uh, John DiMaggio's done a oh, few. Oh yeah, definitely. Futurama. Uh, Tress McNeil. Oh dude, we're totally also. we're totally turning into voiceover nerds on the on the pod yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you, you kind of got to. Yeah. I mean, with animated stuff, it's it's always good to know. To we uh, uh so. I, and hell, the first episode, the, the episode that made me fall in love with Rick and Morty was the Me Seeks episode. Like, I was okay, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? It was hilarious to me. <laughs> when they all start killing each other, and they, like, and then they just, just yeah, decide no. to kill Jerry. Oh, such a great yeah, fucking the, show. Probably the one, the one that got me into it was the one, uh, the one where they do the Inception stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The second episode of the series. Yeah. Yeah, when they, when they do that, and, uh, and I think Meeseeks is like third or fourth, so we were about the we were in the same yeah, ballpark. We, tried, we probably got into it about the same time. I think yeah. Meeseeks is third and fourth. I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's about the same time. But yeah, when you got a uh, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger <laughs> knockoff yelling, "Time to go to class, bitch!" What a great show. Uh, one of the rare shows that like everybody loves, and it does live up to the hype. Yeah, I'm just glad they actually got picked up for season four. Anyway, uh, what's something that makes you laugh every time? Like a joke, a movie, a video, or a meme? I'm sure we just we just talked about Futurama and, and Rick and Morty, but anything else that makes you laugh like every single time? I found a video on YouTube the other day. I probably have watched it 60 times. Jesus. But it's only like 15 seconds long. Okay. And it's basically this little bitty, bitty husky puppy. The... Lady calls him in the room, he runs in the room, and she says, speak, and instead of barking, he goes, fuck. <laughs> oh, I've seen that one. 
I've seen that one. Every time I see that, I'm going to laugh my ass off. It's, it's good. awesome. I have seen that one. That's a good one. I don't know who did that video, but, it's, it's, but thank you. you. You're doing the Lord's work, right? Exactly. So, right. yeah, uh, that one and, uh, they, I mean, they got memes for everything now. For real. But, um. The, I don't know why the, the ones with uh, from uh, the guy from Game of Thrones uh, Stark from that. Oh place. yeah, yeah. And he's just uh, you know, be prepared. Pumpkin spice lattes are coming. Yeah, yeah. Out usually about every about you know every September October. Yeah. I don't know why those are so funny to me, but they are. All right. Uh, all right. Well, who, all right. Next question. Who was your first crush? It could have been you know someone you know, like a celeb crush. Like who who was your first crush? Good one. Holiday yeah. Road. Oh. Uh-huh. Holiday Road, baby. There, there you go. <laughs> and that, and that, she's driving a Ferrari in that, right? Dog, she was in, so I watched, uh, just an aside, I re, I watched, I binged watched uh, Parks and Rec. And she's the wife of one of the, one of the, mo- the side characters. And she's like, she's, if she's in her 50s, she might be in her, her early 60s, I don't know. Still looks amazing. Like, still looks amazing. She's like 63 and still looks exactly the same. Dog, she's... Anyway, so... Granted, she, she's batshit crazy and I think she went to jail a couple of times because she went nuts, but... Eh. You know? Eh, we all got... We all, we've yeah. all made mistakes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what about so, anyone you care to mention in your real life or you want to skip that uh, part? Actually, to be honest, I really don't even remember the actual, the actual crush. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember mine like, either. I really I, don't. I, I, I really don't. I, I, you know, go, I, I just had you know a couple of girlfriends in high school and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing crazy, you know. All right. But that was about it. As far as an actual crush, I, not really. Yeah, that's cool. All right. I we I talked about energy on on uh, Christmas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, we touched on this at the beginning of the app. Uh, I said my favorite dessert is creme brulee, hands down. What would you say your favorite dessert is, Pup? Uh, I would probably go with cobbler. Any specific would, one? That's a good choice, by the way. Any specific one? Uh, not really anything really specific, but um, um, blackberry is always good. Ooh. Apple's always good. Apple it cobbler. Has to have, it has to have ice cream with it. Some peach cobbler is really good too. I'm not really a big peach dessert. Like if I'm gonna have a peach dessert, I'd rather just have a peach. But like, peach cobbler, that gets down, man. Yeah, peach cobbler's not bad. Uh, we used to, in fact, uh, in Boy Scouts for summer camp, we used to do peach cobbler. Yeah. Are you, uh, so, what kind of ice cream you like? Is it just plain vanilla, or you like to mix it up? With something like that, plain vanilla. Yeah. You or don't want anything. The the, the, home, the bluebell home, homemade vanilla. Yeah, you don't want like another flavor, kind of like trying to overtake it you don't want a mix of like two strong flavors so yeah you got to go something no, it, simple yeah you want you want something light i mean even if something like a french vanilla maybe would even work but you don't want like chocolate or strawberry or nothing like that because that's gonna clash yeah i could make the uh mm, i'm trying to think of what you could do with that apple cobbler hmm. you could do vanilla ice cream is really i mean vanilla ice cream is a stand a standard but like i feel like you could mix it up with an apple but you'd have to find something really specific that wouldn't clash with it Anyway. <laughs> That'd be an experiment for another day. Hey, man. Uh, okay. So if you could trade places with a famous and or powerful 
powerful person alive today, for, you know, for like a day, a week, a month, however long you want to do it, who would you, who would it be? Who would you trade places with for like a, a, a short amount of time? I really, I mean, I kind of thought about that. Then was, there was a couple of people that I thought of, but one would probably be Phil Mickelson, the, oh, okay. the for playing golf. Because one, I hadn't played golf in forever, and it'd be cool to play professionally. Yeah. Um, and the other one was uh, John Cena. Oh yeah, that would be re- John and, Cena. Seems like a cool dude. Not, man. I mean, granted, he's got you know a lot. Of, he's got the dude got an awesome car collection for yeah. one. Um, happened, you know, was dating Nikki Bella for a while. I mean, come on, that, that's that's always good too. But um, the guy gives back, man. He did. Uh, I think he did one year. He did like four hundred Make a Wish uh, requests or he, something like that. He's so a great. He, he's a great dude, and he he just seems... he, he does he does a lot. I mean, he gets a lot of shit, but he gets, he he does a lot for a lot of people. He just seems like a great dude, and he's really funny, and he's really like he was. I didn't really like Trainwreck that much, but I liked every scene he was in. Like he's just, uh, uh, he John Cena is awesome. Yeah, like I said, uh, that, that, I, I, just for the, the fact that he kind of gives back, but he kind of gets a bad rap from a lot of stuff. But he's kind of cheesy. Like I, I didn't watch wrestling when he was like the star, but like from what I've heard, like he was kind of like a cheesy face who like never did anything wrong who was always the goody good to, good guy and he he always won and shit like that so i think people but i mean otherwise he seems like a, a stand-up dude man yeah not, not so much for like say for the wrestling part because like you said you kind of kind of cheesy and stuff like that but yeah he just he seems like a, like a stand-up dude so yeah uh did you speaking of phil nicholson did you see the video where he's dancing did you see this video i didn't see that but i did hear um I did hear on the radio yesterday that him and Tiger Woods are going to do a one-on-one round. I heard that too, but I would. I, I, that that's going to sell some tickets and put some put some money in somebody's pocket, dude. I ain't gonna lie. That's going to be a big one. But I would recommend. I can't remember. He did a, this ad for I can't remember what, but it's like he's dancing, pup. It's so bad. You got to check it out, man. Just Google Phil Mickelson dancing video, and it's it's so like he's like we talked about with Rick Astley dancing like the whitest white guy. Yeah. Phil dances like the whitest white guy 2018. Like it's so bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, because they got they got videos of him like just some of the comments that he makes to the crowd while he's playing. Oh god, and stuff like that. He does. He dude, he is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he's got a wicked sharp sense of humor. He really does. All right. Uh, well, another question. Uh, would you rather drive in a NASCAR race or a monster truck rally? Uh, being from South Louisiana, I'd probably get some flack for this, but I'd probably rather NASCAR. Really? Yeah, I'd rather NASCAR than, than Monster Trucks. It's very interesting. I asked, I've asked this question to like all my guests this year, and for like the first few episodes, everyone was saying, oh, NASCAR, easy, NASCAR, easy. But then some people were like, oh, no, Monster Truck, Monster Truck. So it's a little bit more divisive than I thought it would be. I was like, which is what I wanted. That's why I put it on there, because I was like, I don't know which one I would pick. I think I would go NASCAR. But monster truck seems really cool too, so it's like, uh. Well, uh, if you wanted to get really into the weeds, you could have said drag race. Oh, that's a good one. NASCAR. Ooh. What would you would you rather do the quarter mile drag you know dragster or or uh, monster truck? That that would have been something. Too. Drag race would be fun because I mean I I would just like to get in like a a Dodge Challenger like. Uh, demon that has like seven hundred some horsepower and like 
that would be that would be really awesome. So, but you would go, uh, you would go NASCAR. I'd go to NASCAR out ma- mainly for the reason that I think I'd actually probably be pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, being that I, I drive so much for work and everything, I'm on the road, so I'm kind of always kind of paying attention. And yeah. You know, you always want looking to see you know on your, on your sides and behind you and everything like that. And I think that's something that I could probably bring to bring to the table. All right. All right, last question, and then we're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question, and we'll uh, wrap it up. We've uh, we've it's been two hours. It's been quarter two and a half two quarter two hours and a quarter. Uh, Thank you again, man. Uh, This is definitely yeah. I think I'll put it up as one episode just to hold people over for a month, and you know they can try and listen to it. They don't don't listen to it all at one time. They can come back later. Uh, over the next month or so, so uh, well, just make sure you put the disclaimer that it is an extremely long episode. It's actually it might be the longest. I think the one. I think the lost episode was like an hour and forty five, and that one was pretty. Well, up no, there. Ben and I did. Yeah, this is gonna be the longest. Ben and I did an episode that was too. Actually, I might edit it down to under, so we'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, the episode I did with Ben not too long ago, we talked about Star Wars on May fourth. It was uh, it was two hours sixteen. So. Maybe this will break it. You might hold the record now. But anyway, okay, last question. Good advice you wish you would have had in the past. You know, something you wish you could have told young pup or something, you know, you tell, like, to a new, to a young kid now. Like, what's some great advice that you wish you would have had or could bestow to someone now? Uh, probably, to, no. I got two things, actually. Okay. One, uh, one that I got from one of the older guys at the store that shall not be named. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that, of course, is don't ever dip your pen in company ink. That was always that was always a good uh, piece of advice. <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> great point. It's a great one. I know exactly who you're talking about, and that is okay, a great okay. quote. Yeah. So anyway, so that you know, don't dip your pen in company ink. And the other one uh, would probably be try to be a better person today than you were yesterday. It's a great point. Because you might you. You can do all you want, you know, and do anything you want basically nowadays. And but at least if you do whatever you do, try to do it better than you did yesterday. Whether it's you know doing something with your kids, whether it's building something, whether it's you know trying to go to church more, whether it's you know any, whatever you do, you know, if even if it's just being more of a courteous driver. Yeah. You know, if whatever you do today, just do. Do it better today than you did yesterday. Amen to that, pup. I mean, if you're not growing, what are you doing? You ain't growing, you're dying, brother. That's a great way to end it. Uh, thank you for doing this, man. I, this is a, you know what? If I if I like how this one turns out, maybe we'll do 10, 20, 30 for you know, 2009, 1999, 1989, or something like that. Or maybe we'll figure something out. But this was fun, man. This was a lot of fun. I'm really glad we got to do this, man. Yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. Yeah, I learned more about fucking 1998 and 1988 than I was aware of. I was like, you kind of think of like shit that happened in the past as like, oh, that that, that just happened in this ambiguous past. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen then. And that happened then. And then this happened there. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Again, this is going to be an extended episode. I'm not going to split it up because that's stupid. But uh, it's going to be a long episode. Um, And again, we're... We're taking a break for a month. This will be going out on the 8th. And uh, we'll pick back up again on no- on September 5th. 
September 5th, we're coming back. Uh, so you might want to spread this episode out over the next like month or so. So uh, hope you enjoy, man. And thanks again, Pup. I really appreciate it, man. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. All right, man. I'll, uh, I'll catch you on the flip side, all right? All right. If not, next time I'm in Austin, I'll look you up. Yeah, man. Holla at me. Not a problem. All right, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Thank all you. Right, bye. Thank you.